I do want that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> oh, man. Ronda Smash. Ronda <laughs> Matt. <laughs> man, hold up, man. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real. I didn't say she's got it, but she's um she's high on the list of uh, actresses they're uh, considering for the role. I'm hoping you got that from Cosmic Book News. I fucking did not. <laughs> <laughs> or or what, what was that site that I found? We that got you from, covered. I mean, that Microsoft. Oh, Tech Plus Geek yeah. Games or whatever. <laughs> as one of my um my as one of my close friends always was talking about um. Um, we got this covered in Cosmic News. I wish I could make money printing lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, just wake up in the morning. <laughs> what type of lie I'm going to pull out my ass today? Uh, <laughs> Rihanna will be Emma Frost in the new X-Men movie. <laughs> Put it to print. <laughs> oh, man. Danny DeVito now cast as Wolverine. <laughs> no, dude. Black Panther. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Taking yeah, the spot yeah, from the tag with those. <laughs> oh, oh god. Welcome back to another episode of Shoot the Shit. I am your host Khan, and it is Friday, June fifth. Yes, it is June 5th, and we are back, and as always with me, my partner, my co-host, Mr. Two Beers. What's up, man? Everybody, how's it going? Hey, going hey, well. hey. And without further ado, before we go into it, let's announce our new and third co-host, Mr. GNS. Welcome, sir, to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, not too bad, man. You finally uh, dropped that guest status and become a co-host, sir. Welcome aboard. Sweet, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. Does that mean we need to rename the uh, podcast P3? <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> no. No, we're not going back to that. <laughs> no, this, I, I like this. Uh, I like this name way better, man. All right, you cool. Don't, you don't like sounding um, predatory. They <laughs> 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 have something that you can uh, tell your family and friends about and not feel uh, creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before, so just so people who are new who may not know, but P three stood for predatory uh, practice podcast. I remember we did the podcast a while back. And I couldn't even remember what three piece stood for because it's been so long. But uh, that was the original podcast that uh, was started by me, Two Beers, and GNS about a year, maybe two years ago. Probably it was two years ago now. Uh, lots of great topics. That was our, our first attempt. We are back again. And yeah, yeah. Let's before before we jump into the state of shit and address all of our wonderful listeners, I just want to say one thing real quick, and I want to make one address real quickly and then I'll hand it off to you Mr. Two Beards and it's this there's a lot that's happening in this world and uh, last week we chose to talk about George Floyd a little bit um, there's a lot more going in the world with it and on the platform as I stated last week I didn't know if I wanted to or didn't want to but it got to a point where I, I had to say something last week 
this week, Taurus, when we get into the news section, I'll give everybody a chance to, if they want to, get it off their chest stuff. But for the most part, for this podcast, we're going to focus on basically unimportant stuff in the world to kind of be a little bit of an escape for our listeners. Um, it's not that we are ignoring or we don't like what's happening or we don't support what's happening. It's just that, um, as two beers say, we live it all the time. Uh, we're going to take a break from it. And with that said, Mr. Two Beards, I'm going to hand it off to you. I want to shut up and uh, go ahead and address our wonderful audience. Tonight, my monologue was about going to be about uh, perspective. But I decided to switch it up. I'll save the perspective one for my next monologue. Um, tonight, like, um, I'm not a religious man, but I am a man of faith. So I would actually like to instead do a prayer brothers our sisters our allies who are out there fighting the hard fight right now or out there um being maimed attacked who are uh having their names or reputation through the mud who are being treated like inhuman animals at this moment i just um hope that shield you uh whatever god that you pray to if you don't pray to god i hope some benevolent force like watches over you if, if you're fighting the good fight and fighting for not only uh, everyone who looks like us, but is all, but at the same time, fighting for people who don't even know that you're actually fighting for. And so uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, we hope for better times ahead. And uh, uh, we love all of you and we um, continue to stay strong. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. That's dope, man. That's really dope. Yeah. As we said last time, we want to say thank you definitely are you ready to get into this foolishness or did anybody else want to get anything oh. off yet oh no no my bad <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was about to say something profound I was like oh wait what is it <laughs> alright so uh, let's get into uh, stuff that really isn't that important but hey let's have fun let's escape so the first thing is J.K. Simmons you remember that guy who played who many say was the perfect choice for J.J. Jameson evidently has signed a contract to appear in multiple Spider-Man movies. For those who have never seen Spider-Man Far From Home, this is probably a spoiler because he came at the very end of the movie and he was... It wasn't really a post-end sequence. It was more of the ending sequence, I believe. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. It might have been a post-end credit sequence, but... He's now being brought back. It's interesting because he's the only one from the old Sony-verse to be brought back because, you know, they wiped their hands and they got a whole new cast. So I'm going to start off with YouTube here. How do you feel about uh, J.K. Simmons uh, portraying, uh, coming back to his role as J.J. Jameson? I'm very happy about it. I love him when he did J.J. Jameson before, so it's like it's great to have him back. Uh, knowing that he has multiple roles in place, it makes me um, not only excited for what's in store for the rest of the the Spider-Man franchise, but it also makes me confident that uh, I'm not going to see Marvel and Sony butt heads anytime in the near future. And even if they do butt heads, it seems like there's a solid place, uh, a solid plan in place on what to do with these characters. So I'm looking forward to everything they have coming out next. If they're going to play around with the whole multiple universe thing uh it's it's a it's a great time to be a comic fan unless you're a dc comic fan but it's a great time to be a comic <laughs> fan movie wow the jabs at dc go ahead <laughs> gee that's what your <laughs> comments your thoughts 
Yeah, I'm also excited for it. Also, uh, he he's a, an incredible actor. Cause you know, since since he's been in uh, the original Spider-Man movies, he went on to do a lot of great work. So, and he just fits that role so well. Like he really leans into that character. Like he is that character. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what comes forward. And actually, I'm wondering if it will be some multiverse stuff involved. Like, will they bring back other Spider-Mans in live-action form? You know, I've been wondering about that also, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Awesome. And yeah, I'm going to I'm going to mirror your all your responses and say, yeah, I love it. When I first saw him at the end of Far From Home, it was very interesting. I cheered. I was happy. It was like, yes, J.K. Simmons is back. He doesn't have to play Commissioner Gordon in Bad Batman and DC movies anymore. Yeah, <laughs> where he's like ripped in the gym to play Jim Gordon. He gets all ripped, and you never see. He's just in a he's just in a detective jacket, and that's it. He he says two lines, and he's gone. But hey, yeah, it's like, why why are you in it? Why are you getting jacked? Then what was the whole point of that? If that was the only, but I'm sure in the Snyder Cut they'll probably show more of him he'll probably have more active roles but yeah i'm cool with it uh multiple movies is very interesting uh i guess that makes sense if you're going to do jj jameson uh you you gotta have him in for multiple movies it just makes sense right you can't you can't do spider-man without jj right so it makes sense that it's going to be multiple movies and you know keep keep uh you know get that check and also, just a reminder to everybody, uh, definitely be part of the show. We, f- we start recording 10 o'clock Eastern every Friday. Come in, join the chat, say wonderful things like our favorite and our wonderful supporter, Mr. Mega Diesel, uh, comes in chat and he says, keep DC out of your mouth because he is a DC, <laughs> he supports the DC <laughs> movies, extended universe, whatever they're called. And he says, you don't deserve the Snyder Cut. And I 100% agree with him. We don't deserve the Snyder Cut. You are correct, but I will watch it for free. But yes, we don't we don't deserve the Snyder Cut. All right. So uh, next thing, and these are all the uh, quick updates. So we'll we'll go through these a little bit quicker. The next one is Sony delays the PlayStation Five reveal, which was meant for Thursday. We were going to have a big talk, or we were hoping to have a big talk uh, for Sony, but Sony delayed it with the response. We have decided to postpone PlayStation 5 events scheduled for June 4th. While we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PlayStation 5 games, we do not feel that right now is the time for celebration. And for now, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. I'm going to go with you, GNS. What did you think about Sony postponing the actual play? And do you think it was the right move? I I think it was a good idea. Um, I think they thought about the community which is weird to you know for someone to say that about a a corporation but you know they actually thought about it and you know it would have been at the back of a lot of people's minds like why why are you doing this now and all this is going on in the world uh people were actually some of the things i was seeing like comments and stuff i was reading like it 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 lets you see well i'm not going to get into that uh, because we're, we're not <laughs> dipping into that. I think it was a good idea, long story short. 
and people were acting like the actual PlayStation 5 itself was delayed till next year. It was just a freaking <laughs> video delayed for a few weeks. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was a good idea. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Two beers. A big shout out to Sony. It was real good of them knowing this. Um, even though it would have been kind of a nice, uh, a lot of people looking at it would have been it would have been a nice distraction to all the uh, the horribleness that's going on right now. But I agree, it's need to be heard. It needs to be distractions. Let everything run through. So I'm I'm really happy they did this. Uh, big big ups to Sony for it. And um, what GNS was referring to was uh, uh, sack lickers in the comments. Like you guys fucking suck. We hate you. <laughs> you are. Uh, my one cool you, thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was uh, I was just going in on people. I pass it off to you, Con. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Like I said, my comment that I use every once in a while, usually when I see a bad Twitter comment, is I thank the Lord every morning I don't wake up with superpowers. <laughs> I agree. Because <laughs> if I did, man, oh man. <laughs> uh, Mega Diesel says, thank you, Sony, in chat, and I agree with him. I think you, you I won't say you stole my thunder, but we're along the same lines, two beers. I think it was a, it was a smart, I, smart move to make. And I think... <clears throat> Yeah, at the same time, people probably would have... It would have been nice for people to have an escape. Uh, something to just take them away from all the pain and suffering of society. There's a lot of people who are now waking up to the fact of um, some of the issues that are happening right now in the United States. So it would have been a nice escape, but it's fine, you know. It, come back later, you know, once the cooler heads have settled and uh, show us what you got. I, I, all the people crying about it, you know, like Two Beers said, you know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next topic, uh, very interesting. Um, we, we rarely ever cover this, but NASA, uh, with the help of SpaceX, as you know, Elon Musk, uh, they were able to actually launch, um, American, American created craft from a corporation on America's soil and send American astronauts in a test demo into space and then land back. Uh, this happened about a few days ago. Did any of you see uh, the actual launch and the return? And how do you feel about this in terms of opening up space travel? And I'm going to start off with YouTube ears on this one. Not watch the, uh, the launch and return. I was really into this stuff. Who doesn't... um believe that the United States is basically owned by corporations. Our space program is now being handled by a privatized corporation. Like, just think about that. <laughs> Fucking car company is responsible for us going into space now. <laughs> like, like, play out of, out of world. They were way ahead of their time. It's, oh, not, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> it's, not, the, it's not the best choice. The space is choice. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I, I also uh, haven't watched the uh, launch and return and uh i'm also convinced that uh musk is the real life version of lex luthor oh you missed our show we already went over that that's jeff bezos <laughs> oh, okay. He's yeah, got the bald headed look at everything. That's Jeff Bezos. He's he's the modern Lex Luthor. 
maybe, maybe uh Elon Musk uh he uh maybe he hasn't lost his hair yet. <laughs> due to some type of exposure. Azalea Banks, she say he wears a toupee. Maybe we're all off. Mm. Oh god. <laughs> so I did get a chance to take a look at it. I think it was Saturday was the day when it launched. Uh, last Saturday, May 30th, and it was interesting. Uh, one thing I will, I will comment is I like the look of the rocket, the inside, the actual spacesuits that they were wearing. Um, that was a big plus. Like, when we look at astronauts beforehand, a lot of their suits were big and bulky, and these suits were more streamlined. They seem more like suits you would see in futuristic sci-fi movies. So oh, I think okay. um, the suits were really cool. I liked the way the craft looked. When I mean, they were inside the craft, you could see like the three monitors and they were showing all, a whole bunch of stuff. I thought it, it all looked good, right? But that's what you expect out of, you know, Elon Musk. He's going to give you cool technology-ish because that's his thing. So um, I'm, I'm happy for it. I was sad when they started closing down a lot of the uh, space flight during the uh, Obama era. Uh, when mm. we started shutting down moons, flights to moons and everything else. And I'm like, what is this? Is, did they find something out there? But now we're talking about moon bases now. So it's getting <laughs> crazy. You know, <laughs> we're actually making moon bases. So um, I'm actually excited. And as a, you know, sci-fi fan, someone who loves sci-fi, who I've said before, maybe it was on P3, maybe not on this, that if Mars X was still going and I wasn't married, I would have been one of the first people to jump on a rocket and head for Mars one way to colonize Mars. It's just one of those dreams that I just never got a chance to live out. So all this stuff very always uh, fascinates me. And real quick, we're going to go back to uh, comments. Mega Diesel says, fuck Drew Brees. I'm glad he brought that up. We're going to actually bring that up um, in a moment. Uh, he says, trips to space, a reality soon. I agree with you. I think... Uh, that's coming, the guy from Virgin, I forget his name, the British guy, I have his face, his voice, but I can't think of his name, but yeah, he was trying Bronson, to, Bronson, I think, yes, Bronson, yes, he was trying to bring something, he was trying to bring that into uh, reality, having trips, you know, out in the space station, hotels, and so forth, and then uh, Mega says, spend money on important things, exploration is, I, th I think is important, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that we need to fix here, but Exploration, I think, is definitely important, and I'll pass it real quickly to you two beers also to comment in a second. I think we, uh, as people, we need to be able to go out, you know, to other planets, explore, and fuck them up as much as we fuck this, you know, our planet up, you know? <laughs> we gotta spread the love. That's just the way it is, you know? Go ahead, two beers. <laughs> Over alien planets and uh, tell them they're living the wrong way, because <laughs> They don't uh, separate aliens by the colors of their skin. There you yeah. go. You get all that uh, all that ignorance out there. I was gonna say you you actually would have signed up for the Mars One mission. Yeah, well, I've said it before many times. Uh, if I wasn't married, I would have definitely signed up for the Mars One back in the day. That's my that's you my. Would've... We've had this argument I, before. Well, I, I would have loved uh, to do exploration as well, but you already know the first batch of um of uh, space travelers were just basically going to be guinea pigs. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute, one second. I hear somebody typing in the background. I'm not sure who that is. It was me. I was rolling pencils around in my hand. My bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. That, yeah, that's who it was. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, like um, so it's like uh the uh this is the first time somebody's did a space travel that um 
of that magnitude of that length and it'll be the longest period that anybody's been in a extended time that people have been in space so it's is so you're you're basically going to be the test of the um uh, the harshness of space travel on your body how uh, you do for food and stuff like that god forbid you get somebody pregnant because then they'll be testing uh, how the how, uh, pregnancy uh, does in space how uh, diseases go if you catch something while you're up there and then they're going to see how you react even in a uh even in an environment with a uh, simulated air and everything like that they're going to see how you react to the harshness of a uh, of Mars and its environment, like basically, would have went there to make sure that the uh, the crew that came after you have a have an easier time. I understand. Uh, why don't you just wait and be the second crew, sir, <laughs> sir, sir? It is a dream to be first, sir, not second. First, one the, the first be, person to, to colonize <laughs> Mars, <laughs> the first person. <laughs> it's it's a dream, sir, not second. First, I wasn't going to be. Sitting there. Video back to, to me, GNS, and Pain and Mega, you choking on red sand over there? <laughs> hey, boys. Hey, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> big that dust is, is pretty di- uh, red. <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. I got no, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And um, real quickly, let's go into... I didn't bring that up, but let me... Let's bring up uh, real quickly... Drew Brees, because two beers—not uh, two beers—but um, Mega brings up a good point, and I didn't get a chance to really go into it. But Drew Brees, so the NFL has come out recently, and they were talking about they were wrong. Just recently, they just came out and said they were wrong about taking a knee. Uh, whether that's going to do anything for Kaepernick, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I doubt it. But uh, Drew Brees basically came out, and yeah. He made it about the flag again. I don't know what the question was from Yahoo Sports, but basically, I guess they were talking about, you know, protesting and will you be upset with people start protesting again because they tried to do peaceful protesting before. And the thing out of his mouth was, I don't like anybody who disrespects the flag. When I look at the flag, I think about my grandfather and my father who fought in this war for the rights and all this other garbage. So real quickly, I'm going to go with you two beers. What did you think about those comments? Stupid. Like, uh, the funny thing is when I was um, originally when I was going to actually on about like, <laughs> for the opening monologue of the uh, the show, I was actually going to bring him up. I was I, like, it's interesting, like when we uh everybody sorry but here was a bit of my monologue uh when we start off in in school from elementary to uh to 12th grade uh basically whatever your choice of terms are the symbolism of of the flag is burnt into our our skull so it's like whatever whatever your school did a bell ring or an announcement on the loudspeaker we got up and we said our pledge of allegiance every day the flag is like it's so indoctrinated to them that it's like it's like a part of them like it's a family member so like um so all somebody had to do to say was kneeling was disrespectful and like uh and then and just like that it completely changed the whole narrative of why he was kneeling in the first place wanted to get at is like all the people like if you would just step back and take a breather nobody's burning the flag nobody's spinning on it nobody's wiping their ass with it they are kneeling kneeling is one of the most respectful uh things that you can actually do you should actually sit back and say to yourself, 
cutting out all the negative influences and people are saying bullshit into your head, how in the fuck is kneeling showing disrespect to the flag? World. Exactly. <laughs> That's like imagine like a on a imagine you go to a club on a one night stand and you get lucky and take a a hot person home and they're giving you head and like like bitch how dare you disrespect me like that's how that's how stupid <laughs> that this comes off in my head it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever like what I re- I'm really into you so this is how I'm showing you that <laughs> it was unwanted get out <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. Yeah, these people had me fucking rolling man this this is the country that you can literally give people f- money to fix to save their lives and they will find some reason to complain about it or say that it's wrong gina say anything to add to it <clears throat> i i pretty much agree with him and i and i also looked at it as a a way for him to show maybe his family and uh, close friends that he, what which side of the fence he falls on, which I mean, I mean it's pretty much obvious, but that there was no other reason for him to say that, but for that, for him to let the country know and you know his family know where he stands on the matter, you know. And I, I mean, why, why he could have just spoke to them himself, or you know, but we didn't need to hear that. Like that, that was. That's yeah, not adding to the conversation at all. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know now. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't understand why. I, and I understand what you said, Tuberus, about it goes back to the, like the part of their family, but it makes no sense. It's the same people. <laughs> it's the same people that bring up, you know, running around with the Confederate flag, and it's like, why are you bringing up the Confederate flag? If, if you're an American, you don't have a Confederate flag. It belongs in a historic museum. I don't care who, what your grandfather or father, that's that's a flag of, guess what, of traitors, of people who do not believe in the American way. And you heard it here. That's what I'm saying. It, it's I, I just don't understand why, the, like, everybody holds these ideals with fabric more so than actual the actual ideals themselves. If and then, of course, he, he apologized for it, but it already came out, right? It, we're talking, everybody's talking about Floyd and, and the way the cops are acting. And then you come out there and you start talking about flag when no one even said flag. It's like, what the fuck, man? What, what's your point? But uh, real quickly, going back to comments, uh, Payne says, and welcome, Payne. He says, fuck granddad. You just mad because your ass is old. <laughs> uh, going about two dribbles and uh, Mega said colonize Mars. The moon's been in reach all this time, and yeah, colonize Mars was back in the day. They had a program called uh, called Mars X Mega. It was one where they were this corporation was going to uh, send people over to Mars to colonize. They had these um, mechanical robots that were first set up pods, and then the first wave as Two Beers was first talking about will go out there and they would actually uh, start setting up and then waves will come in and set up and you have doctors, agriculture, scientists and so forth all, you know, working towards uh, setting up a colony in Mars. So that's also, since that's been scrapped and of course now SpaceX has taken over most of that stuff now. Go ahead, Two Beers. So made to say it was a one-way trip. So your ass was going to die if you went. 
Well, yeah, of course it's a runway. It's, well, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's a one-way trip, right? If you're going to colonize Mars, then yeah, your body's going to change. You know, we all know this. It's just normal science, right? So yeah, it's going to be a one-way trip. Even if you were to come back, you have to sit in space and you have to re, you know, set your body to gravity. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So yeah, if you're leaving Earth to go colonize another planet, yeah, most likely it's going to be a one-way trip. I mean. It's just that's just known, right? That's just the way it's going to be. And for me, like I said before, and I've told my wife this before, if I wasn't married, yeah, I would have been one of the first people to sign up and I would have been going for it, you know. I know, I know. Anything else before we move on to the last of our quick topics? Alright. Next one is um so MBA is uh the board of governors for the MBA have proposed and they are now doing a 22-team format lead and starting off in Orlando, Florida, uh, which is kind of weird. And the plan includes 13 Western <laughs> Conference teams and nine Eastern Conference teams, eight regular season games, and a possible uh, play-in tournament for the eighth seed and the playoffs. The top six teams in the Eastern and Western Conferences will be joined by teams currently within six games of eighth place in the uh, two conferences. Uh, and I, I believe this is the, what they're doing basically because the NBA league, um, not the league, but the season was cut out. So this is their way of um, f- uh, fixing this. And um, I believe it's supposed to start off in July. And then hopefully they're hoping that by December 1st, they can actually start off an actual NBA league. I'm going to start off with Eugene. That's what do you think about NBA trying to do this 22 team eight game season? I guess for a championship to kind of make up for uh, being hit with Corona. I look at it in two ways. The first thing that comes to my mind is a cash grab, you know, uh, sat Disney world, you know, the tickets are probably going to be a little bit more than what they normally would be for however long it's going to be at uh, Disney world. And then my second thing is that I'm still concerned about spreading the virus. (laughs) I mean, what are you talking about, sir? It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. It was all a hoax. It was all a hoax. Almost, I'm almost starting to think that it might have been. (laughs) 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 But, but, but my common sense comes in and 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 brings me back down to reality. But yeah, I'm like, is it? Are they going to have crowds? Are they not? You know, how is this? How is it going to work? Same thing with the movie theaters. People are trying to reopen. I don't know, man. I, I I think it's too soon. I think they should have just just cut and dry and just try to start back up with a better plan for the upcoming season. But I don't know. You know, money money is more important than human lives. You know? So always, you know that always. And before I go, go ahead, two beers. What was that? Before I go to you, two beers. Um, Mega says shame. Just give the winning. Uh, record team the trophy i kind of agree with mega on that point we'll go into the theaters a little bit later and uh two beers what's your thoughts on the nba 22? same thing okay uh they're starving for money the same questions that genus had is are, are what's the like I, I kept peeling through the article in the um in the video because i wanted to know how's the crowd system going to work are you going to like uh are you going to basically spread out people uh Six feet away from each other in the uh, in the stadium, so it's, so the crowd can be at like fifty to thirty percent capacity. Like, how does it all how does it all work together? So I'm curious about that. 
And I, um, I do remember at one point in time, they were talking, they were in talks <clears> with kind of do a uh, new game replacement of the sports season the same way that NASCAR uh, tried to do. But uh, maybe they decided to back off after uh, seeing how a lot of the NASCAR racers got themselves in uh, hot water. Uh, I guess it's like when you're playing the game. I guess when you're playing the game, you can literally forget that you're on a live on a live system that everybody can hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be a trouble for certain people. Like maybe they're just like, yeah, we're not going to do that now. And that I, um, I'm curious to see how they're going to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because yeah, what you what you stated is uh, very, very interesting because um, they didn't really say anything about, you know, the crowds, which you, you brought up, right? They stated that if a player tests positive for the virus, the league's intent would be to remove that player from the team to quarantine and treat individually and continue to test teammates, other team members as they play. And then it says employees at the Disney Resort will have to maintain similar protocols for example, no staff will be allowed into players' rooms. Hallways will be carefully managed to avoid crowding and so forth. So, yeah, they're they're taking the precautions, but they didn't say anything about whether or not they're allowing crowds. Is it just going to be like the WWE where they just film it in the empty arena? Uh, it's, it's very interesting. And I'm curious. I didn't even look it up. Like, did the NHL even continue their season? Because usually the NHL and NBA are usually mirror in terms of when their season starts and when their season ends. I'm not even sure. Did the NHL even care, or are they just moving to the next season along with theirs? And they just call, you know, 2020 or, well, 2019, you know, a uh, asterisk and there's no championship. But, uh, yeah, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. So, Mega Diesel writes in chat, if the Bucks don't win, that will be a travesty and F the theaters no more for me. Wait till you hear what we got to talk about with the theaters a little bit later on, Mega. It's, 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 it's sad. It's, it's very sad. So let's go into our actual topics and let's start off with entertainment first. So Evan Peters, it came out and I'm looking at the direct beta. It states that Evan Peters, the guy you know who played Quicksilver, not in Marvel, but in Fox's X-Men movies, has been signed on for WandaVision to play a specific secret role, a key role. Um, he landed this role last year, and a lot of people are trying to figure out what it could be, right? What is this villain? A lot of people are asking they would like to see Quicksilver. Maybe he reprises his role as Quicksilver for a cameo, but they say key role, and I'm not sure, but my brother tells me that he believes the key role, or he read somewhere that the key role is Mephisto, which is, sounds very interesting, and it makes sense. It makes sense, especially if it's going the events of WandaVision is going to lead up to Doctor Strange 2. So I'm going to start off with you two beards. How do you feel about <clears throat> Evan Peters joining WandaVision cast, and what do you think? Do you think he's going to play Mephisto? If not, tell me who do you think he's going to play. Awesome. I have no idea who he's going to play. I'm actually probably one of the few who would love to actually see him reprise his role as Quicksilver. So the the the, the deal with a whole leading into the whole multiverse uh, thing, 
our multiverse madness thing. So that would be hella cool. But um, if he ends up playing Mephisto, that would be dope as well. But it feels like these Marvel series are taking fucking forever to get here. Like, um, <laughs> I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like I was hoodwinked by Disney Plus because I thought some of these uh, series was actually going to launch with Disney Plus. Eat crow, motherfucker! <laughs> the fuck up! At least <laughs> so, like, uh... <laughs> yeah, right. All right, At so, least so two, man. exactly. Right? So I'm like, all right, so maybe uh, the animated one will launch. Not even the fucking animated one. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> I tried to tell you this beforehand. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, like, I'm interested to see what it's going to be about, who he's going to play. I'm super excited for the uh, Marvel verse on Disney, including not in our topics that we're talking about, but more and more rumors about Daredevil as the, the license is almost back into Marvel's hands very soon, so it's it's a uh, yep six months. Interesting. Yep, six months six. for the license to come back. What six months? Yep. Before you say, say and something, it won't be um, your boy. Trust me, it won't be. Uh, what's his face? He, he's already stated. Oh no, they've so already, he's already stated it multiple times before, that, before you, that before you even say you that think he's deflecting. Come on, man. <laughs> don't you don't you said, speak that evil. You even, before you even say that, boy, I think he's a uh, unless he's. Trained, he keeps doing stuff like he actually ran a uh, live stream watching Daredevil, watching uh, the Daredevil series in the uh, in the in, in, like other things, Marvel stuff, while wearing the Daredevil uh, mask. That's pretty <laughs> weird for a person who's not going to actually play that character again. It's called, he's trolling. It's called being the actor trying to campaign for a role. Like when Cavill was doing the same thing and Warner Bros. was like, shut the fuck up, we're going with Supergirl. When did Cavill do that? Cavill was wearing, was working out, kept talking about all the Superman that's, shit uh, and, and putting like the, the showing in this his as uh, closet that he still has a suit and it still fits and that he still wants to play Superman and and they were and Warner uh, Bros was like shut the fuck up dude we're going around Supergirl that, we're that recasting is completely different that Come is completely on. different from me saying guys I'm very sorry but Marvel is not contacting me I'm not going to play Daredevil now here's it now here's me live streaming with a Daredevil mask on eating popcorn. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. It does. It does. He's like, please, please. I'm see the fans like it. They love it. Please sign me back. I need a check because I have nothing on my docking in terms of acting. And I need a paycheck. Oh, oh, oh. Shall see, sir. Before you before we before you pass it on to um to GNS, I do reply to uh, uh Mega in chat who basically said uh Disney Plus is great. I do agree, Mega. It's a fantastic service. I just was hoping that it launched with more uh, brand new content. And unlike Two Beers, who just reads one item, let's read all of it. Mega Diesel says the NHL is doing the same thing. Payne says he could actually end up playing both roles, which makes sense. And Payne also says Disney is using your money to produce the shows, no risk involved, which makes perfect sense. And uh, GNS, before I give it to you, sir. Did you want to say something real quick, Two Beards? Stan agreed to what uh, Payne said. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to jump on with Payne and say I. It, it was interesting. That would be cool, right? It would be a funny moment if... Because we know... Well, we don't know. We believe, based on rumors, that WandaVision has something to do with her trying to either build a world to try to get back Vision... Uh, or she makes a world, you know, to because the heartache of losing vision, you know, she puts herself in a world, whatever the case may be. 
So it makes sense that in that world, she will want to try to get her brother back. And it will be a funny nod, <laughs> bring back her brother, but it's not the same actor who played the brother. It's like, it's me, sis. Wow, you got old very quickly. I remember you were like, day high, you're a little girl. He's like, dude, you're not my brother. He's like, yes, I am. Quicksilver with the X-Men. I thought that would be pretty funny, right? But go ahead, go ahead, GNS. Yeah, uh, it's, it is kind of hard to try to figure out who... I'm leaning more towards Quicksilver with the whole uh, multiverse, and that'd be a good way for that character to come back. He was a good Quicksilver, uh, in my opinion. He was better than the, I don't even know the other guy's name. I forgot it. <laughs> it great. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking. For, hopefully, hopefully, uh, in the next five years, we'll get the WandaVision show. So we'll be we'll be able to know then. Funny, it's fu- taking so long. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Funny thing though is, both Quicksilvers were both Kickass, if you remember properly. In the movie Kickass, the Marvel Quicksilver was Kickass, if I remember this correctly, and the Fox guy, or maybe I have a reverse, was the wannabe Kickass, the best friend who played. Oh. Yeah, they were both in Kick-Ass, and it's funny because they both play Kick-Ass, if you think of it in a sense, and then they both play Quicksilver. So there's two comic book roles where they kind of sort of played the same role. And, and speaking of Kick-Ass, what happened to that deal that the creator of Kick-Ass had with Netflix and all of these awesome movies and shows that were supposed to be still going on. What happened to that? And that's yeah, still going uh, on. Uh, we're, getting, um, we're getting Jupiter's Ascension. We're getting... Uh... The ever ones, uh, we're getting the one about uh, Invincible. Invincible is um, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, it's not Mark Millar. Oh, no. oh. That one, yeah, that one's coming to Amazon oh. Prime. Okay. Wait, which Super Ascending are we getting? The movie or something new? We're getting a. It's a. It's a. Excuse me, Jupiter. Jupiter's Legacy. Oh. Okay. It's basically about. Um. It's basically about like uh, you take the Justice League. Uh, they all end up having um kids. And because they're always out saving the world, they're on the best of parents. So you have these kids with these like ridiculous powers and they all grow up to be like the kind of spoiled Beverly. So sort of the way they did Runaways on Hulu. Um, yeah, but if you um, if you read Jupiter's Legacy, it's really fucked up. Like, uh, okay. like a, yeah, so that's Is one of like the, the boys. Not gonna be as, <laughs> not going to be as fucked up as the boys. It's still um, pretty fucked up. But Umbrella like, Academy was the first one they did, right? That's the only one they've done so far. Academy is actually, uh, that's actually Gerard Way's. Uh, oh, that's Gerard Way. That's not even Mark. Or, okay. Because I know they can't do, he can't, they can't do the movie stuff. So like the Kingsman, <laughs> that kind of stuff they can't touch. And from can't my do Kingsman, can't do Kick-Ass. Yes. Kick-Ass. Uh, but the... Uh, while you're thinking second. about that, while you're looking at that real quick, I'm going to read what Payne says. He says, uh, yep, uh, comic, it's like if superheroes became celebs. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. Well, isn't that, isn't that, um, wasn't that that Marvel team, the one where they were all paid for by sponsors and dying? <laughs> what was that? What was that one? What was that? Was that, was, was that ecstatic? What was that Marvel team? The ones that would always go out and die all the time. But they weren't they working for, like, corporations or something? Maybe I'll confuse the two things together. Okay, so um, projects that uh that are still coming. Wait, in wait, wait! Answer the question for you, Dan. Was it ecstatic? <laughs> Am I confusing two things? 
confusing two things. Okay, okay. Uh, X-Stack used one... to die all the time, right? That was the whole running jack joke that they were all teenagers that would go out and do stuff and then they would always die every issue. I had by, um, by the uh, Madman creator, uh, Mark Allard. I never read the series, so I, I can't take Thank you, Payne. Payne says, are you talking about the villain team? I might be. I might be. Go ahead, Two Bears. I'm sorry. What was the uh, Mark Millard comics that they own that they could do? The, um, the series that we'll be getting is uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. What you guys about? Um, American Jesus. American Jesus follows a 12-year-old boy who suddenly discovers he's he uh, Jesus Christ. He could turn water into wine, make the crippled walk, and perhaps even raise the dead. How will he deal with the destiny to lead the world into a conflict thousands of years in the making? Oh, man, people are going to be pissed uh, with that one. Continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and movie-wise, we're getting a, an Empress movie. I don't Queen know uh, Emporia is married uh, to literally the worst dictator in the galaxy. Morax, after escaping his palace with her children, Emporia and her family must hide from Morax as his arm and his army at all costs, even if it takes teleporting from planet to planet to avoid them. All right, hmm. so that's uh, one movie. The other movie is going to be Huck. A quiet season side town, Huck uses his special gifts to do good deeds each day. His neighbors return the favors by keeping his abilities a secret, but when a newcomer alerts the media, a firestorm erupts, sending Huck on an adventure that will change everything. Sharky the Bounty Hunter. Set in a brilliant new sci-fi universe, Sharky's a blue-collar bounty hunter tracking criminals across the galaxy in his uh, converted rocket-powered uh, ice cream truck, aided and abetted by his uh, 10-year-old partner. That's just all fucked up sound. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The bounty hunter will be adapted and published by uh, Millar slash Netflix. Yeah, that sounds like some like nineteen eighties goofy adventure, like yeah, yeah. chop comedy or something. Yeah, With that's superpowers. Yeah, and so we have those two movies, and we have uh, we have three films and two series. I heard that they were going to do a Nemesis, which, uh, if anybody doesn't know, Nemesis is Malora's take on what if Batman were the uh, Joker, basically. Like, but there's no, but there's no counter side to him being Batman. Like, there's just a regular like FBI type detective guy trying to stop this crazy uh, psychotic person from destroying the cities and stuff like that, who happens to have the uh, gadgets that Batman has. Okay. So that's the stuff coming from Malora world. Awesome. And Payne says, uh, sounds a lot like the first season of Cancellations. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the next topic. So um, last week, we were talking about Ruby Rose, and we were trying to think, and we were theorizing as to why she left. Was it, you know, was she a pain on the set? Uh, what was the cause? Was it too many injury? Was it the injury? Blah, blah, blah. But now we're getting word that they're not even going to replace Ruby Rose with another actress. Uh, instead, they're going to take the character Kate Kane, uh, who is currently Batwoman, out, and they're going to bring in a new character, Ryan Wilder, to take up the Batwoman mantle, which is very interesting. I'm going to start off with you two beers. How do you feel about them not recasting and bringing in a brand new character uh, to be Batwoman? I mean, for the most part, like, um, it's a 50-50 chance this could, like, land well or could blow up in their face. Like, uh, like, I was bringing up to some friends of mine who thought it was a really dumb idea, but I also brought up to them the fact that 
two of the most popular characters in the uh, the DC universe actually didn't start off in comics. They were actually made in Batman the Animated Series and brought over from the cartoon into the comics, and that would be uh, one Harley Quinn, and that would be one uh, Renee Montoya. So, like, um, maybe this new character will become popular too, and in the comics. Or maybe it'll flop and it'll be a bad idea. Uh, this also does give them the chance to leave the door open for Ruby Rose to come back. Also curious why they didn't do anything like maybe bringing the question or something like that to to do the role and the, to do that instead. But we'll see what they do. Man, I, I would I would kill for a question TV series. GNS, your thoughts on this? Yeah, but not not a whole lot. Uh, I I I do agree with uh, Two Beards and uh, the fact that this character might take off. Uh, I think her name is Ryan. Might take off and you know, just become a fan favorite and then, you know, actually lives in other mediums, like actually in comic books and animated uh, shows and such. Uh, other than that, you know, because like I said, I didn't get a chance. I mean, maybe it's a good thing I didn't watch the first season because, you know, she's not she's not there, so this would be a good jumping on point for me uh, also, but it, it, I don't know. It should, it should be good. It should be, should be okay. I mean, how how, how bad can you screw it up, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think it's the CW. You screw it up pretty badly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the interesting thing, right? So according to <clears throat> Casting Notice on Reddit, they stated that uh, Ryan Wilder is a female in her mid-late 20s and the complete opposite of Kate Kane. She's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, right? And I've never seen Batwoman, but, she, you know, she was, from what I saw with the crossover, she was pretty, you know, like Bruce. She was hard-edged, you know, to the point. And this one sounds a little bit more like the CW. Women that normally on CW, you know, the nerdy type. And I'm not sure if they're doing that to kind of bring in different people because maybe people didn't like or respond to the Kate Kane character as much. But the the, the writers are going to have a bit of a big um, mountain to climb, right? And in terms of writing. So you have Kate Kane who has links to Bruce. She's a cousin, if I remember correctly, in the TV series of Bruce. And I guess she was trained by Bruce and so forth and all this other stuff. And she took the mantle of Batwoman because, you know, Bruce Wayne abandoned Gotham for whatever reason <laughs> in the story. So you're bringing in this character. Is she, was she trained by Bruce? Robin? Like, is she just going to put on the suit and start kicking butt? Like, <laughs> how are you going to explain <laughs> this character, right? Is... It, and and make it make sense, right? So I'm I'm. It's very it's very interesting. Like they say that um, the girl would steal milk from an alley cat and could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan's the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and widely disciplined. Okay, <laughs> an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, very much oh, no. your stereotypical all American hero. Okay, so uh, I, I, I'm guessing they're going to say she was like uh, in the military or she grew up on the streets and she had to defend herself. I, I guess that's the way they're going to go with it. It, it just seems like, eh, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I hope they do something. Like it just—it seems weird, right? Where you got this likable, messy, goofy, like person, but then they're like a stone-up killer. It, I don't know. It's—it just seems weird, right? It just seems <laughs> yeah. weird. They describe it. It just seems weird. It's like it's like it's like you take it's the typical cutie anime girl say hey konnichiwa and then and then the night comes in and she's like a murdering you know samurai or some shit it just seems weird i don't know uh pain says mofo's yeah. always trying to skate uphill backwards with the ass cheeks <laughs> what yeah. pain. i don't know man but i guess you know i guess we'll have to wait to see what happens with the show and I was thinking same similar. I'm like, why just re redo the role, right? Just just recast the role. I don't see the whole point of bringing in a new character, but but Beer, you bring up a good point where you say maybe it leaves it open for Ruby to come back. I, is she coming back? I don't know. Like, I guess it was an amicable, you know, separation between her and Warner Brothers. I don't know. Like, is there really a chance of her coming back? I, I have no clue where she's at acting career was a year from now that'll probably determine whether she comes back or not yeah that's true I was going to also true. say that um, uh, believe it or not um, any of you out there who are wrestling fans uh, Sonya Deville is actually she's actually auditioning for the role oh interesting Very. does she have the that's acting chops nice to script. hold that role and uh, run yeah. with that role yeah that, I was just about to say the same thing or are we going to get a Ronda Rousey doing Sonya Blade? <laughs> I'm still wondering who in the hell at Marvel thought it was a good idea to try to cast her as uh, Jennifer Walters. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, nah, dog. That's not <laughs> no. real, is it? Huh? That's not real, is it? Yeah, she's high. She's high on the uh, list of uh, actresses. Um, in one of the- She-Hawk? Really? Uh-oh. Wow. For the show? I think, I think, yeah, I think who's ever doing the show, I think they're only thinking about her as the actual She-Hulk and not her as Jennifer Walters. Okay, if they do a Lou Ferrigno thing, that makes sense. Yeah, you got oh, Bill yeah. Bixby and then he turns into Lou Ferrigno. Okay. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm all right with that. You're doing that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Ronda Smash! Ronda <laughs> Matt! <laughs> man, hold up, man. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real. I didn't say she's got it, but she's um she's high on the list of uh, actresses they're uh, considering for the role. I'm hoping you got that from Cosmic Book News. I fucking did not. <laughs> <laughs> or or what, what was that site that I found? We that got you on, covered. I mean, that Microsoft. Oh, Tech Plus Geek yeah. Games or whatever. <laughs> As one of my um my as one of my close friends always was talking about um um we got this covered in cosmic news. I wish I could make money printing lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, just wake up in the morning. <laughs> what type of lie I'm gonna pull out my ass today? Rihanna uh, <laughs> <laughs> will be Emma Frost in the new X Men movie. <laughs> Put it to print. <laughs> Oh, man. Danny DeVito now cast as Wolverine. No, dude, Black Panther. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You're taking the yeah, spot yeah, from the with those. Oh god. All right, let's go to the next topic and the last topic under movie section. Uh, Josh Boone, who is the director for the New Mutants, uh, recently was approached and they talked to him and he they asked him about the possibility of sequels for a movie that has not come out and has been delayed about seven times. And he says, ultimately, after all this time, I was able to make my New Mutants film, and I am proud of it. What I'm hoping for is now that it will be successful enough so the studio will allow me to complete the trilogy. I got it all planned out. Interesting. So I'm going to start off with you, GNS. It's interesting that the director is talking about a trilogy. If New Mutants is good, would give me an over-under to Disney actually giving him money to finish out the actual trilogy. The only way I can see them doing that is if it's going to be some type of springboard. Well, no. Oh, no, I just... I didn't think about that before I said it. I was going to say that was going to be... That could have been like a little springboard for X-Men, but that's Disney now, right? Well, they're all Disney. They're all under Disney. It doesn't matter. They're all Disney now. Maybe it could be some type of a lead-in to X-Men is the only thing I could think. But then what what would warrant a trilogy about New Mutants? I mean, I like the New Mutants. A trilogy? That means it has to be an interconnected story. And I don't see that happening with that arc that they're basing the movie off of. Hmm. Interesting. That's that's a little that's a little confusing, man. Very interesting. Two beards. (laughs) Your thoughts on? Oh wait, before you do, what's your over under on a trilogy? Uh, Gina. Before you give it two beards, Gina, what's your over under number? Oh, you know what? (laughs) I'm gonna say. 10% 10% under, 90% over. All right. Probably going to happen. Okay. Go ahead, Two Beards. It's a long drop in the bucket. First, if you had told me if there was any chance of the trilogy happening, I would have laughed. More and more, <laughs> uh, more and more things are starting to align up. He could have easily just uh, dropped this on, the, uh, on Disney Plus for extra content and just been done with it. But the fact that they have been holding on to it and saving it and, they, and they're planning the gun ho put it in theaters no matter what. And then you have the director coming out basically saying that he finally, that he got to make the movie that he's wanted over the years. So that makes me believe that under Fox, it was probably more of that Fantastic Four X-Men chop soup editing thing going on. But he actually got to make the uh, film that he wanted to make uh, via reshoots and delays. And somebody at Disney may have watched it and been like, man, we got some fire here. So they may actually want to keep it around and make it part of the actual universe. Like maybe they saw it like this is too good to throw away. So like now I'm thinking that it's one of those things that the ball is in um, the audience's court. If people actually uh, come out to watch it and support it, then the trilogy is actually possible. As far as arcs go, playing off what GNS just said, I think after Demon Bear, they could always end up doing Doug Locke they could actually end up uh, venturing into avenues that they could take it. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how it's going to turn out. Okay, what's your over-under? I think there is a... I'm going to, at this point, I'm gonna actually going to do 50-50. Okay, okay, that's safe, that's safe. You guys went the route that I was going to go with, too, also, two beers. Man, we're just aligned right now in terms of <laughs> uh, mine. 
when I first read the story, I looked at it and I remember, and I said this before in the other shows, I said when they first had, when they first bought Fox, they took New Mutants and they gave it to Feige and Feige watched it and they were talking about whether or not they were going to do edits, reshoots and everything. And Feige was like, nah, it's good. And the simple fact, like you said before, they're going to put it into a movie theater and they're not bringing it to a streaming service ultimately tells me that, hey, we can make money off of this, right? Mm-hmm. So most people are saying, Khan, they brought Phoenix into movie theaters. Yeah, but Phoenix was a lot of loss and they were just trying to recoup as much loss as possible <laughs> from the Phoenix. So they were trying to get any box office they could by just throwing a movie out there because they, at the time they were going through reshoots with uh, Phoenix. They were redoing the whole movie. They it was just so much that they're like, dude, if it makes 10 millions, then it's just 10 million off the loss that we had before. We don't care. But new means is different, right? New means over this time could have been on Hulu, could have been an anchor for Disney plus like, Hey, we have Mandalorian watch Mandalorian. What well, was the last year, November. And as soon as you get done watching Mandalorian, Corona's out. Hey, watch new means, new means coming straight to Disney plus. They brought Artemis Fowl, another movie, that was supposed to be in the movie theaters to Disney Plus. They brought Onward, which was in movie theaters, I think, for one week, and they brought it to Disney Plus. But when people were talking about, are they going to bring back, are they going to put Black Widow on Disney Plus? Are they going to put it in the theaters? They're like, no, we're going to put it in movie theaters. And New Mutants could have been that one movie, right? That they could have put on to the streaming service, but they didn't. So, like you stated before, Two Beers, I'm in total alignment with you. They feel confident about this movie. They feel Mm -hmm. very, very confident about this movie. And I believe Boone probably had talks with them about, hey, is it possible? Can I get a sequel, a trilogy, whatever? And they were probably like, yeah, if we make some money and it does well, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll throw, we'll give you like 50, 60 million dollars, you know, like a Deadpool budget. (laughs) You know, something under 100, <laughs> but give you, you know, small amount of money to, you know, make a nice, good indie movie and pop it out. What this does more than anything, it, it gets me very excited to see New Mutants. Does it get me excited enough to go into the movie theaters to see New Mutants? No. <laughs> but <laughs> if, we, if we weren't living in this post COVID apocalyptic world, you know, maybe I would probably go see it. You know, I might pay money to go see it, but I'm not going to run out and... And, and go see this in, in the current state of, you know, affairs this world is in. Anything else before we go over? And plus my over-under for it becoming an actual movie, I'm going to go 70% for the trilogy based on right. how well the sales are. I think if <laughs> if New Mutants could somehow come out in August and they, could, and they can make, which I don't see happening, but if they can make anywhere from 500 to about $700 million, I could definitely see a trilogy coming. But I don't see that it's going to it's going to take a lot for them to to make that because then that's people saying you know fuck the hoax let's let's go see movies like we normally do a typical Marvel movie used to make five hundred to six hundred million dollars just to give a little context to people when I say that amount uh, in reality the movie's probably going to make anywhere from like two hundred to three hundred max uh, million dollars but I'm saying high end those that will probably get them a sequel anything else before we move out of entertainment and we go into gaming we get to talk about gaming wow Mm -hmm. 
Gaming, <laughs> gaming has been interesting, right? There's there hasn't been a lot to talk about gaming, but we got a few topics to talk about. And the first one comes from Forbes. Forbes put out a article. Get that you shared the comments. Up. Sure, definitely. Pain last comment says, "Don't be surprised if Batwoman is a dude." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Forward thinking, man. Forward thinking. <sighs> Thank you, sir. So. <laughs> One thing that Two Beards is, and that is, he's a Marvel. He's, excuse me, he's a Microsoft Stan. Here we go. He, here we go. <laughs> he's made no secret of it on the show. He bats. He puts his shield, his flame shield, retarded shield on, and he jumps in the comics uh, comment sections and so forth. And he bats for Microsoft. It's not saying that he doesn't like Sony, but anytime anyone kicks dirt on Microsoft, he's there with the shield, you know, to help out. <laughs> And one of the things that he's always talked about was the Xbox Lockhart. And for those who don't know, the Xbox Lockhart is basically supposed to be a smaller, less powerful system that's more customer-friendly in terms of pricing instead of the Xbox Series X. So for those who don't know, think about the Lockhart as the Xbox S, and then think about the Xbox Series X as the Xbox One X, if you look at the current gen. That's the way of looking at those. So, interesting thing is that Force put out an article stating that they don't believe the Lockhart exists. And it was a pretty interesting article, and they stated that, because really there hasn't been any reveal, right? The Lockhart has been, for most part, a rumor. But I'm going to go to YouTubers first for this one. I know you're going to most likely agree that is this, but Tell me why the Lockhart exists and why it's a good idea for it to exist. Lockhart exists because owners, um, when they put out the Xbox One X, the uh, the Xbox um, One S, and the other Xbox uh, Digital S, which no with no disc drive, like that helped them uh, feel out and put feelers into the market of how consumers feel about having uh, multiple editions of the uh, same. So basically, with this, it allows them to hit different consumers. Point: You play games, but you may be a casual gamer, so you can't see yourself dropping five hundred dollars on the system. But two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars might be more up your alley. So it's like that was supposed to net those type of gamers, uh, and also still giving you a pretty much next generation like uh, experience, um, even though you're not getting the uh, the full car with all the bells and whistles and features. But that's who that. That's the that was supposed to go to the budget uh, friendly um, consumer, so to speak. Now, there's been multiple like shows and stuff like that where Phil has said um, the next generation of consoles, not console himself. There has been like uh, patents out there. There have been like actual uh, devs and everybody else slipping up talking about the system. But so it does exist. But the the bigger question is, is it actually going to come out? Like right now, Microsoft and Sony are playing a, a great game of cat and mouse and counterpunching each other. Now the thing comes down to they're having a little of game of cat and mouse when it comes to pricing. Sony was originally waiting for Microsoft to reveal its price, and then Microsoft's like, well, fuck that. Well, wait. Now it's like uh, it went from Microsoft originally uh, being, by most analysts saying, Microsoft uh, Xbox Series X was going to be 500 bucks, PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 5 was going to be 450 
and the Lockhart was going to come out at two ninety nine. But now that there's news out there that the uh, the cooling system for the PS five is costing Sony a lot of money and they're struggling to keep the price under control, the fact that they will have to actually they will actually have to make it come out at five hundred dollars to even uh, make a profit um, at four fifty to to break even. Now we're looking at the fact that Microsoft may actually undercut PlayStation Five, the uh, and even just either a match it at five hundred if they drop it at five hundred, or actually drop the um, the Series X out at four fifty and undercut the PS Five by fifty dollars. Now, if they end up undercutting the system, they may not even have to resort to bringing the lock out the Lockheart out at all. I think they're also waiting to see how the Lockheart does out on the um, out on the market. Like if people are willing to to pay premium money for the premium console, and if they are not, I I've, I'm um, guessing that you'll see the Lockhart drop early next year. But if people come out in droves and pay for a uh, Series X that undercuts the PS5's price, I think we will the Lockhart will most likely not see the uh, light of day. Okay, okay. GNS, your thoughts on the Lockhart? Do you think it is this, and do you think it's a good idea for it to, a good idea for it to come out? I think it exists, and I also think it's a good idea for it to come out, uh, not only for the casual reasons like uh, Two Beards was saying, but also I think it's going to be a staggered release. And uh, and I, I also think that's, it's going to fit the the bill. Cause that, that's the one that's supposed to be all digital, right? No disc. Drive. Correct. Correct. Or right, I'll allow Two Beards to answer that since he's the Microsoft expert. Uh, Go ahead, Two Beards. Okay. The rumor is it would be discless. Okay. Yeah. So, so if it's if it's discless, you know, it, I think that appealed to people that are, you know, strictly digital format. So I think between that and um, maybe being a little bit cheaper, I think it, it might come out at a later time, just like the uh, the S and the X did but just a little bit cheaper. But how much cheaper can it be compared to whatever the release in price of the Series X is going to be? That, that's another uh, that's another thing to think about. But I, I think it is this, and I think it'll come out. I think that if it does come out, it might be longer than a year, maybe, depending on how well it sells, like Two Beards said as well. Okay, okay. And and in the story, the analysts stated they said the only way they believe that the Lockhart can make sense is if Microsoft ends up immediately stopping to productions of the Xbox One and the Xbox One X's, and it basically replaces them with Lockhart as an upgraded version around the same price. So, you know, you want to go back and get an older model. You don't. There's no longer the Xbox One or Xbox One X. The only model you could get is the Lockhart. And I kind of disagree with him on or with him on that idea. But going back to does it exist? Yeah, I'm sure it does in concept form. I don't think the Lockhart is ready for production or being sent away for production right now. In terms of systems, Microsoft, and I don't even think Sony, I don't think many people have ever shipped a new system with two SKUs, right? At the time of launch, usually... When we see multiple SKUs or different versions of it, it's usually maybe handheld. But outside of that, it, you, you see it at the end of the uh, gaming generation, right? The smaller model, different uh, variations, things like that. And where mm -hmm. it makes sense, yes, it makes sense from a consumer standpoint that you want to 
offer either the higher end or the lower end, like with PC, you could get the higher end or lower end. I think also from a consumer standpoint, it's a little bit more confusing, right? If you're mom and you're being sent to your to GameStop or Best Buys or whatever, and your 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 kid's saying, "I want an Xbox, the new Xbox." Usually <laughs> they come in, they say, "I just want an Xbox." They don't even know. There's there's like five of them. They don't even know, right? So you got the person telling them, and she's like, "Do they play the same games?" Yeah, the Lockhart and then series plays saying, "All right, give me the lower, uh, least expensive one," and that's usually you know <laughs> what you get people in, and it it. Is it a positive for Microsoft? Yeah, but is it a good experience for people? I don't know, right? So, I I think they looked at the Lockhart same way they looked at handheld gaming and they built patents and stuff for a handheld Xbox that will that'll never see the light of day. I think it's just one of the things that they built and it was one of the options when they were first trying to decide which method they were going with with the next generation. And I think for the Lockhart, like Two Beers was saying, I think it's something that will come out two years, three years later down the line, right? As as parts become cheaper and it's just a model you could go and buy for like $200, $300, if that. And you can still play the same games. You Do you have the beast of a system? No. But I think you'll see more of the Lockhart system when they start kicking off more of the cloud based system. I think once the cloud starts taking off, then that's when they'll start to introduce the Lockhart. Because I think it'll coincide with them doing the cloud and the cloud streaming. So Lockhart will probably be a smaller system, much smaller system that you could take, that you could travel with, that you could hook up and you could get and play all your games on the TV and you don't have to have your phone or anything else. It's, it's more of a travel system. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that's the route I think that they're going to go with it, and I don't, I, I don't believe that um, we're going to see the Lockhart at launch at all. Uh, two beers or Gina, should I want to add anything else before we move to the next topic? No. Come on, two beers. I know you want to say something. <laughs> no. Chomp, no. you good? All right. <laughs> all right. Payne says uh, it'll be a holiday drop. You really think so, Payne? You think it'll be a holiday drop? Uh, yo, real and the people who didn't run and buy it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it'll be a holiday drop this year. I, I I can't see many people like the only way I could see them coming out with the Lockhart is if for whatever reason they're like, yeah, the Xbox Series X is is five hundred dollars. Sony comes in at four hundred dollars for the PlayStation Five, and they want to come out with a system that beats both of them, and then it comes out. That's the only way I could see it dropping this year is if they decide to go, no, we're not going to go lower in price and we'll just bring out the Lockhart as the lower model for them to get. But I don't know. He says, uh, Payne says, because we know Sony's going to try to undercut. They're definitely going to try to, but the difference, and I said it before, is I don't know if Sony could survive with undercutting them and taking that loss up front. Microsoft can, right? In the beginning, Microsoft could take that hit. They make enough money off of surface and all their other software and everything else to be able to take a brunt of that hit before uh, up early before um, they become profitable on the system where Sony kind of wants to be as close to profitable as possible right they do a lot of hardware but from what I remember and I haven't looked at it lately the hardware wasn't taking off or doing as well as it was before we know the movie industry is not 
Sony movies not doing as well. There's always been rumors of them trying to sell off the studios and so forth. So, from what I remember, it might have been a year or two ago, Sony PlayStation division was like the only profitable Sony group that was actually making them money. And it was making them so much money, oh, it was yeah. offsetting a lot of the the uh, losses that they were getting from the hardware and from the studio division. So, I, I can't see Sony selling it at a high loss I, 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 this early. I can't see it. I, I, I just don't see it see them doing it they, I think they, they 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 know their price and they're locked in at it uh, anything else before we move on to the next category mm-hmm. all right so this 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 topic we're 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 gonna go into it but we're not going to go into it too much at least I'm not going to go into it too much and the reason why is because this topic is also going to be the focus of one of our new shows that we will be recording and it's going to be called uh, Eat Crow, and basically Eat Crow for all those is going to be a new show. It'll probably be once a month. Basically, it's just two points, and it's a debate. Two people they debate two different sides of a topic, and we'll see who has to eat crow. We'll allow the audience to decide which side they're on, and you know we'll see who eats crow at the end. So here we go. Sony's philosophy on the PlayStation Five, and I've already told two beards to eat crow on this one because I argued with him that this was going to be the focus of Sony and he tried to show me articles saying that it wasn't. So anyway, so Microsoft believes in cross-gen for their games for the Series X, which means basically all games that are coming out, they want to be able to play across the Xbox family of systems. So when Halo comes out, any new games coming out on the Xbox Series X, these games will also be playable on the Xbox One and vice versa, right? So when the new system comes out, all the games, you can play them because they want you to feel that whichever system you invested in, you're not out of the loop and you can play those games. Sony, on the other hand, is taking the normal approach that we've seen in consoles where a new console, a new system comes out, we're going to focus certain games on PlayStation 5. We're going to pl- focus some games on a PS4. If you're making games for the PS4, we'll do what we need to to make sure they're backwards compatible with the PlayStation 5. But if a game is being built ground up for the PlayStation 5, it's being built up ground up for the PlayStation 5. We're not going to do the cross-gen stuff. The game's not going to be playable on the PlayStation 4. I think a lot of this has to do with a lot of the technology they're using with the hard drive the SSD and so forth. So they want games that are built ground up for the PlayStation 5 to mainly be only on the PlayStation 5, which gives them exclusives. So you have one party that says make games available on all platforms, and you have another party that says make there's the differences between gens generations, make games specifically to that generations with possible backwards compatibility. So going up, not up and down in terms of how you play the games. So I'm going to start off with you, GNS, first. Do you think uh, Sony's I... idea of going with just a generational gap is the correct idea, The basically the way we've been doing gaming, you know, thus far? I'm, I'm kind of torn on this, man, mainly for the fact that I, I like Sony a lot, but in recent I say that over the last two years, I kind of migrated back over to Xbox 
for the simple fact that so many titles and things that I never got a chance to play on the 360 and maybe a few on the original Xbox. I can go back and do that now, the Xbox One S. I have an S right now. But at the same time, if it's going to hold back, you know, like with Sony, you know, they're going to have limited PS4 uh, backwards compatibility, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if that's going to uh, hold back uh, Xbox as, as, as in terms of power, you know, uh, limita- limiting, you know, what you can do. I, you know, that that's one of my main questions. But I, I don't know, man. It's one of those things that kind of has me tripped up. You know, because I, I was actually thinking about getting a, a well, I am going to get a PS5, but not right away. I want uh, some titles to come out first, uh, you know, a bunch of sequels like God of War, whatever the God of War follow-up is, Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. Horizon Zero. I don't know, man. I, I don't know where I stand on this fence, man. I kind of slipped both ways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's no problem. I'm kind of sc- that's, that's... Scattered, scattered across both. That's perfectly fine. Uh, two beers. I kind of have an idea where you're going to lean. So go ahead, give me your answer, sir. No <laughs> um, cons are going to say that I'm wrong. I'm going to put this out there once again. Um, they're on 86 architecture artist thing as like when you're playing a PC games. If you have a if you have a PC that's running a a, a Titan. Like um, like you have like a top of the line gaming machine, the game that's being developed on that for that uh to play on that machine will not be held back by an older model, which just scaled down. That's all this to it. This isn't like uh, we're making um games for multiple different consoles with multiple different uh operating systems, and they have to figure out how to make something work on one system that doesn't work on the other. This is basically PC gaming inside of a console box now. So, like, uh, you don't have to worry about your games being held back by the previous system. They'll just be scaled down. Two, with Sony uh, basically uh, pulling it. This brings me back to the previous topic when I just say that they're playing a game of cat and mouse and and counterpunching each other. And Sony being one of the the best waiting waiting, um, waiting it out and then, like, uh, seeing seeing how people respond to certain things that the Xbox does. And then, uh, and then jumping out and saying that they're for the exact opposite. Like we can even go all the way back to the original launch of the uh, the Xbox One killing itself at launch, and PlayStation saying like, "Game, when you put that disc, but anybody who got a uh, PS4, when you put your disc in, you do not play directly off that disc. It downloads directly to your uh, hard drive." So it's like a lot of things that uh, MSoft was saying how their game stuff is going to play. Some of these was going to do the exact same thing, but they just basically uh, worded it differently. So, like when it comes to this, Sony was actually planning on doing some cross-generational titles as well, because they were looking at the whole fact of, uh, especially people who just bought a PS, uh, a PS4 Pro, uh, within the last uh, when did it come out? Two years ago. Yeah. So people who bought a, a PS4 Pro. Um, for the amount that they paid for it, like was it four hundred dollars or something like, or four fifty, and then all of a sudden shelling out two years later five hundred dollars for a uh, a new system. So it's like it's a very uh, customer friendly approach. And also, if you go back to the history of uh, gaming systems and stuff like that, like don't 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 sit up there and, and say to anybody that 
when you got your PlayStation 2, you were playing games left and right. That shit was a DVD player for like the first like two years. Like they didn't have anything. Correct. <laughs> uh, same thing with um, Xbox One, PS4. No fucking games. Well, even though Xbox did launch with some exclusives, they were they were um, good exclusive wise. Once again, like um, E and uh, Payne will always talk about. Like this was one of the most um, uh, shitty, shittiest console generations. Even though midway through they became phenomenal, and now we have so many games we don't know what to play, but in the beginning was just whack. So now we're going into a next generation and like, do you want to shell out $500 to play one to two brand new, uh, PlayStation games? Or do you want, and, um, or do you want to like, uh, you want to come in, have a thousand games at your, uh, disposal that are actually going to be scaled up to, to 4k. If they can be scaled up to 4k 60 frames to 120 frames per second, um, HDR support, like that's very customer friendly, and then it's like on top of that, you're telling the people that hey, if you decided that you're going to stick around and wait a year before you buy the new system, don't worry. For at least one to two years, the exclusives on Xbox uh, Series X will actually be available to you on your previous uh, console. Like that's um, like the only reason I the only reason I think Sony changed their mind on doing that is because uh, of these. Um, these people started coming out and they started writing articles and doing a YouTube video saying the same thing about, Oh, this is going to hold the games back that can be made. Not. And then it's like, <laughs> it's not like, what the fuck are you talking about? So it's like, uh, saying stuff like that. Apologies, crowd. And also saying how important it is that a console have a brand new exclusive game in order for people to make the jump to the, uh, to the, uh, next console. And it's like, it's almost like they're forgetting the past of, uh, past history of uh, video game uh, consoles and stuff like that. But to get to my main point, uh, there's actually an art, there's actually an article from IGN where it's talking about a, an actual earnings call from Sony. Sony was actually telling investors that um, they started off basically talking about cross gen as in going backwards for backwards compatibility from the PS five to PS four. They later also talked about they were experimenting with cross-gen, uh, cross-gen uh, cross in general. So people who had a PS4 or a PS4 Pro didn't feel left behind by games that were on the PS5. So once again, Sony was on the same page as Msoft, but then it's like they saw all this, these negative articles by um, people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then, like, Sony's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're not doing that shit. When you buy a PS5, you're going to a PS5 game. So yeah, so <laughs> have it. All right. Um, yes, you're you're a fortune teller because I do disagree with a lot of stuff that you said. Uh, let's let's go with the first thing uh, about the earnings call. I don't know if it was. Uh, you can't tell me that it was. Hey, we heard bad reviews, so we're going to say no. For all we know, it could have been. Hey, developers, can you make this work on a PlayStation Four? Well, no, we might need to do X, Y, and Z to make it work on a PlayStation 4. Okay, well, don't worry about it. Make it a PlayStation 5 exclusive. That that could be the main reason more so than, oh, we heard some bad rumblings. Let's just... That, but like, uh, that, that, based that on their past... Like, come on, come on, man. That, their past makes me think it's the ever, but I will still accept what you just said. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a technical technicality thing more so than the other. So I'm going to go to the first thing you started talking about when you were talking about x86 architecture and 
consoles being more like PCs. And you know what? You're correct that it is such like that. But you have to understand that PCs, the way PC gaming is, is the way that PlayStation 5 gaming is. And I hope you kind of understand this, right? So when you get a new game, right? So when you get your system, right? And you're playing your system for three, four, five years, depending on how, what kind of system you built, your system becomes obsolete. You can no longer play the new games unless you buy a new and upgrade your system. So it's equivalent of buying a console. So you had to get a new graphics card, maybe you gotta update your processor, but all your stuff is going down up, which is how console backwards compatibility works, down up. You don't play your PlayStation, you don't play your Xbox One games on your Xbox 360s. You play your Xbox 360 games on your Xbox One, it's down up. And that's how PC gaming is. So when you think about generations, even with new graphics cards and so forth, it's the same thing. It's moving out, phasing out one generation of cards and moving into a new generation of cards and processors for game development. It's the same way. So when you're talking about it being closer to Microsoft, there is nothing. What Microsoft is doing with this cross-gen is strictly something for Microsoft. PC, nobody does this. Nobody does this. Is This is something that Microsoft is doing. So I want to first correct you on that statement. Um, is Mike, does Microsoft have the better philosophy? On paper, you would think so, right? You would think that yes, the consumer friendly policy is the best policy, right? I will, I will agree with you there, but I come back once again, it's the end of the holiday season, new systems are coming out, it's the start of a new generation, people want to have a reason to buy that new system, right? And I, well, and we can argue this later on, on Eat the Crow, but I think having exclusive games on your system is what entices people to go out and pay money for your system. Yes. Of course, when a new system comes out, you're going to have people who are going to buy it, who just want the newest thing. We had that. We'll eliminate those people out there, right? But when you have games like Second Son, when you have games like Killzone that come out and they're only exclusive to the PlayStation 4, you can't get them on the PlayStation 3. They look amazing. Everybody's talking about the graphics and how it plays and all this other. The only way you can get that game and play it is to buy the system and to buy that game. That moves systems, that moves games. You start to now, the you now start to expand your console market share of just not early adopters, but people who want a specific game, right? Yes, we know it's every console, right? That comes out and it takes two to three years before the games start rolling. Of course, you're gonna have your people, which may be the majority, um, that won't get a new console until like four or five years when there's a tons of games that they want to update to. Yes, we know this. But the people outside the early adopters, that middle group, they need something to entice them to go out and buy that system. Xbox does not do that. Their philosophy is customer-friendly, and for the majority, they're going to love that. But for the other people, the other group of people... It's not going. It's it's not for them. They want they want something to signify. When they buy that new game, they buy that new TV. 
they they buy that new console, they want to be able to bring their friends over and say, yo, look at this. This looks amazing. It plays amazing. Look how quickly the load screens are. Uh, you're playing that with 45 seconds. Look how great this works. They want to be able to show off these things, right? These are the new... The, you want to feel that next generation, right? And I argued this whole thing about the X1 Series X, and I was like, I don't see the point of it. Why are you making a $500 system for just elite people to just buy to get better frame rates? And then a lot of times you don't even get better frame rates because a lot of developers don't even take advantage of it. What's the point of having that system or buying a system? It took a deal for me to buy it. Like, I see no point. Like, if you're gonna upgrade and get a new system, it should be a generational system. Something that takes you off from the old into the new. And that's just my thoughts on the Xbox Series X. I think it'll be great when it comes time for those people to buy that system, let's say three, four years later down the line, you can say, yeah, it's exclusives, but then you got to also start looking at where are my friends at? If a lot of my friends started jumping on Sony because they wanted to get those games, I'm most likely going to buy a Sony system, right? Why would I buy a new Xbox system if, if they're still playing on the old system and I can still play those games? I'm going to buy the new system, which is Sony, that have exclusives games to that system so I could play with my friends. So now that market share of Xbox, which is why it starts to dwindle, 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 dwindle smaller because more people are staying on the older system. Yeah, they're doing Game Pass, yeah, they're doing other stuff, but how long does that start to last, right? When you have game developers who are looking at market share because they want to go to the system that has the highest market share to sell games. And then now all of a sudden, when you have a game that requires an Xbox Series X, not an Xbox Series, Xbox One, but an Xbox Series X, because they want to take advantage of the new graphics cards and the PC market, they want to take advantage of the new systems when they want to start doing these things and there's no market share for them, what's to entice that group outside of Sony, outside of Xbox saying, here, spend money, put it on their systems, what's to entice them to go and start making games? So that's why I think that early adoption is very important. And I think that first from a Sony standpoint, is it the best customer friendly? No, but I believe that it's the model that most people know, and it's the best one to get an early jump on the next gen. Any retorts? I know it was a long talk, but you went, you went long <laughs> too, but go ahead, any retorts? <laughs> I guess we're not going to have a first episode of Eat Crow since we're doing it all right now. No, no, we'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, the only, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm going to say that, like, um, you see the games that are going to be out on the Series X um, compared to what they'll look like on the, um, the previous console. Like, the difference will be so huge if graphics. Um, it empowers your thing. I think it's still going to move people to uh, to buy the system, and I do not. And I will. You can quote me on this. Everybody listening to this, you will not hear anybody say that your games are being held back by uh, by by the older system generation because that's just not how the developing. Even though somebody just said that I'm wrong, that's not how gaming uh, works uh, development wise. Like uh, on these systems, even as platinum as the platinum as uh, a platinum game dev actually said, like. Uh, um, it's not really power or anything that's holding people back. Like, like it all comes down to design and how smart you are about design. So nobody's going to be held back by these uh by the, by the previous system. Like you will see the uh, jump between like um 
how powerful one system is uh, towards the previous. And let, and let me just humor it. Let's say that the uh, old systems were in any way, shape, and form holding them back between older systems and the, uh, the, the power systems between the older systems and the uh, newer systems. It's not like putting up your computer against my, uh, my potato, as you like to call it. It's more like putting your computer oh, up with, uh, a mid-generation like uh, computer. This is like only something they're going to be doing for one to two years at the at two years at the most. So like, um, that's not sure and sweet, sir. Finish your thought. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. Okay, let's go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> there's other stuff that we could go into. Trust me, there's other things I want to go into, but um, we could save that for the uh, for our ecro which uh, look for it it'll be in like a two weeks or so once a month we'll come to topics you know we'll argue two topics right we'll we'll argue movies you know why one movie is better than another movie i'm sure you know mega will be happy to jump onto that and argue why the uh, snyder movies are good on dc <laughs> and i don't know i'm sure there's a hundred people waiting to step up and say yeah you're wrong so maybe that'll be one of our ecro uh topics but, the snyder cut yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so the next thing we want to look at is Steam. Yes, Steam has announced a partnership. I'm sorry, Steam Cloud Play has announced a partnership with uh, GeForce Now. So in essence, Steam Cloud and GeForce uh, are now friends. They can use each other's basically facilities to stream video games. That's basically what they're having, whether you're on GeForce Now or on Steam. And I believe when GeForce Now first came out, the first thing was like you sign into your Steam and it automatically imported all your Steam games and it allowed you to play them for a specific time. And we talked for about GeForce Now a little bit. You know, it's the cloud service that seems to be doing it right, but there's a little bit of limitations to it in terms of how long you could play games for and even when you pay how long there's a limit and and little things like that but i'm going to start off with you uh gns on this do you think steam and do you think geforce now combined together is another nail in the coffin of stadia absolutely i do <laughs> simple and sweet <laughs> anything else not or? not, not <laughs> only not not only do I think it's the uh, nail in the coffin, I think it's 18 nails precis precisely lined up around the top of the coffin, going in at the same time at the same amount of pressure to seal it. I mean, they, they, they just have... It's going to work, for one. It's going to work because they have the experience, they have the background, they actually researched, and they, they know what they're doing. So it's... Like I, I actually might uh, look into this. Actually, it, it, it sounded that good while I was reading the article, so I, I think I might look into it. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like you just hook it up, and it's right there, right? You could you could take an old PC, like a Dell laptop, you know, from like 2010, and you could be playing any of your your Steam games right then and there. And only thing Crazy. you have to do is just sign in and. You're there, no loading, like Stadia, no loading, none of, no installs, not all that 
stuff you're you're just playing it from the cloud and from what i heard it's it's uh it works pretty well uh i'm gonna go to youtube here it's your thoughts on this same thing depending on how stubborn google is this could be a nail in the coffin so we'll see if uh if they continue the, to keep going but this is a this is a big deal for like cloud gaming i have games on my uh PC uh, in my Steam account that I can't play on my current computer, and this will actually allow me to play those games. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's a simple thing. Like I think developers have to just click and opt in to GeForce now. I I, I, I can see how, what's that. Even make it that easy, huh? Yeah, you could make it that easy, <laughs> but you. So. Steam is already big, right? And they have a cloud service, which is, sorry, I've never played it outside of your home. From my understanding, a lot of their cloud services before you had to be in inside your house to play and authenticate. But now I think now they have versions of it where you could play like anywhere, but I've never played or tried it uh, before. The only streaming I ever did with Steam was always within the residence inside the house itself. But uh, I think this is a big, a big big huge blow to stadia right so stadia basically you have to pay for a lot of it there are free services but you still have to pay for a lot of it people i don't know if they want to do that right a lot of people have a lot of games in there especially pc gamers have a lot of their collections within steam so now you're just telling me i could go with geforce now and i have access to my whole steam library i don't have to you know set up new friends lists and do all this crazy stuff i could just play and I could play it on pretty much anything. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with that <clears throat> over paying you know money for Stadia, you know, and buying games, which requires me to buy games on their platform, right? That's the one thing people bitch about all the time. They they don't want to buy games on Epic Store because oh god, I gotta have more than one client open. Boo hoo, <laughs> you know, and it's it's like they don't want to do that. So now you're you're trying to get those same crybabies to want to buy you know Stadia too. I, I think it's it's going to definitely hurt Stadia a lot. And I don't mean to call you crybabies, but I'm sorry if you're crying about a launcher, yeah crybaby hate me you know what you can hit stop you can stop you can unsubscribe you can do what you want but that's just my thoughts you know you know fight me but but it's a launcher it's one button you know that's the way i look at it but and i know they go into security and other reasons but you know whatever but stay stay like i said stay is number one issue is stay itself so we'll we'll see but uh Stadia will not back down now. I will say this much. They're finally launching that one feature they showed in their video, what was it, like two years ago that everybody was happy about and and what is called a state share. And for those who don't know, basically, let's say I'm playing... What game can I be playing right now? Uh, Monster Train, right? I'm playing Monster Train or... Yeah, I'm playing Monster Train because I can't think of any other games that are come out that single player. Oh, no. Uh, we'll, so we'll just say we're playing um, Last of Us, right? And I'm at a certain point. I can pause and save my game and share my save with my com- community through a code. And people can then play along from my save file. That was one of the actual features that Stadia showed. And it took forever and it still hasn't been implemented. But now they have a new game called Krata, which is um, some type of 10 versus 10 arena shooter. 
uh, that's coming out and it's exclusive to them that's going to use this function in this feature. So we finally get this to share. I want to start off with YouTube here on this one. Is it a little too late for this, for them to do this feature? And are you excited to see this feature? Maybe not in Stadia, but maybe in other things. Yeah, the um, the idea sounds cool as I'll get out. The uh, it actually looks like it's one of those things that could take uh, arena shooters to the next level. And this was the uh, this is the reason why they should have waited till they had their eyes dotted and their T's crossed. This could have been a killer IP for them when they launched. Like if this game uh, and and this is not and this is me saying for we even see the uh, game in action, but the way the game is described, like. Uh, if this if this would have been what they led with when they launched, uh, they they probably would have. Um, I think I think what they 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 got like five hundred thousand five hundred thousand user base at the most right now. They probably would have uh, really cracked the million number with a game like this. Like this would be the the killer IP that the uh, the system needed. This also would have uh, shown other people that hey, this is what we can do with cloud gaming that you can't do currently right now on your regular console or any other uh, sort of game whole idea of, of the uh, what you just said uh, uh letting somebody play your uh your save file or just having things be uh, instantaneous of you um watching your favorite streamer online and just like oh you want to jump into the game with me and instead of having the whole having the wait to uh to go out and add people in you just pop right into the game just like that or allowing people to test a a stage or a weapon that you uh you just created in real time that all sounds amazing but we'll we'll see if it we'll see if it can do anything now. Like a lot of people have already given up on the uh, the platform. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, GNS. Uh, I I agree with Beards. It, it does look pretty cool. Uh, I just I want to see it in action, like in actual real time. You know, like on a stage, somebody playing it, which that might be a while. But it it, it sounds and looks really cool. It kind of reminds me of. Like if Dreams was just for arena shooters, that's what it kind of reminds me of. But it's more on the fly and uh, instantaneous. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. But, I mean, let, let's be honest. I'm not buying it to try it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think if... Out... Okay, what were you yeah. going to say? going to come out not working. going to blame it on the developers. I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm sure. everybody. <laughs> so, Crater looks interesting. Uh, I wish it was on something other than Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Stadia, Stadia does need, Stadia, Stadia, whatever, does need a killer app. And the feature itself is cool. I think the feature itself is something that dude twitch probably was looking for or youtube all of them i think it's going to revolutionize the way we interact with streamers and so forth i think it's going to be one of those really big new features that you know you're just streaming you're in there and hey here's a code you know see if if you were able to figure out and beat you know this boss or or win this match you know right then and there you know, you play from your end and see if you're as good, you know, as your favorite streamer or better. And then, you know, posting like ghost videos, 
showing, you know, you, you failing or trying to, you know, do whatever defeat or whatever it is that the streamer did. I think it's going to change and it's going to add a lot more, you know, to to gaming once we do cool stuff like this. And like like you said, with clout, it, these, these are the wonderful and cool things that, you know, you could do within within cloud gaming. It makes me it makes me happy to see. And like um imagine that feature like um for streamer who like they don't know how to read maps in video games, so they're always getting lost all the time. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so imagine like, <laughs> allow you to take control. You can easily like just walk around the stage and get them out of the section that they've been stuck in the whole time. I ain't saying no names, <laughs> Nandy. <clears throat> but yeah. <laughs> wow. So imagine, <laughs> so imagine how great that would be. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm. All right. So um, there we go. So the next one. It's a little bit of a sad story. It's about a game publisher that Two Beards is all familiar with called Take-Two. Take-Two Interactive. And it goes into a story about how we have an indie developer called Star Theory. And basically, Star Theory was contracted by Take-Two to make a sequel to uh, one of their games. Oh, the Kerbal Space Program? Yes, thank you. Kerbal Space Program too. Thank you, sir. Yes. So, make the rule, long story short, basically there's the indie studio. Uh, Take-Two comes in. They contract them to make a game from Kerbal Space Program 2. Uh, everything's going swell. They're doing excellent to the point that they, they extended their contract with them so they can add more DLC because this company's working, they're hitting deadlines, they're producing great content, they're knocking it out of the park. To the point that two is like, they go to their owners and they're like, let's make a deal, we'll buy your company. Of course the owners are like, eh, the price you're coming at is too low, we don't like it, they disagree. So what does take two do? They cancel the contract out of the blue. With the company. Oh, my God. And then they do it through a LinkedIn studio, LinkedIn message. They don't even send it to the studio. And then they go and they start stealing all their talent, saying, hey, if you come, we canceled your game. Your studio is going to close down because the studio require our game for financing and so forth. So we're going to cut it out. But if you still want to work and you still want to have a job and provide for your family... Not only will we pay you more, we'll give you benefits, this, that, and the other. So they started taking a lot of their studio talents and their heads. Oh and then, unfortunately, COVID hit. Um, the studio, unfortunately, wasn't able to recover. They closed down. They were begging people to stay with them. But they couldn't. They didn't. You know, people wound up leaving. And evidently, this is a normal occurrence when you're talking about companies like Take-Two and EA. So, yeah. So, I'm <laughs> going to start off with you, uh, Genus. I How did you feel about this story about how 
these companies come in and they basically steal all your talent and then try it when you don't basically when they can't buy you for like pennies on the dollar it 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 almost feels like it seems like mafia tactics like strong army you know you're gonna do this my way or else you're gonna pay you know what i mean and it's horrible because a lot of people are really looking forward to that game like it had a big following the first one and now that i'm reading this i'm looking at private division isn't that the same uh the same division of take two that has something to do with uh the outer world if i'm not mistaken I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not but, sure. Uh, Maybe I'm not sure. But that, that, that's you, now you want to talk about predatorial practices, sir. <laughs> this, is, this is it right here on front and full display, man. It's insane. A third of the staff have moved to intercept games. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I just feel bad for those people that put their heart and soul into that game, and now it's been all pretty much destroyed for strong arm tactics, man. It, it, it kind of pissed me off. To be I quite bet. Honest. I bet. Two beards. How would you feel if you owned a company? They tried to buy your company, then they pulled the contract, and then they send a LinkedIn message to all your employees stating, hey, you can continue working on the game, but under our company, and we're offering a compensation package which includes cash sign-on bonus, excellent salary, and bonus eligibility and other benefits. Do you want to go ahead and sink with your ship and your pride, or do you want to continue uh, taking care of your family as COVID starts to jump up and you know businesses start to shut down? How, would you, how do you feel about this, sir? I actually feel exactly the same way. The funny thing is I was actually using the same phonology that GNS said, like mafia-like tactics. Like that's, um, but it's, it's, come, it's, it's, uh, it's what we come to expect from these companies now. Like uh, even though this is about take two, let's never forget that EA was once had a, uh, a class action lawsuit uh, brought, against, um, brought against them by, by wives who basically their husbands hadn't been home in months because they were actually make them making them sleep at the job to work on the game. Jeez. That's that's the kind of thing that I uh, I expect out of you. Now, um you done? Because you sound like you cut I don't know if you cut out or you were oh, done. I'm gonna say uh bringing up my own type of experience. I'm not saying that I'm talking about take two. Who's maybe I am, but um I was once uh, told along with other employees that we could choose to either um we can we can even choose to burn up in the hot 110 degree weather for the the possible chance of getting raises, or we can have AC to stay cool and cut any chance of getting raises out altogether. <laughs> Jesus <Christ. laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's amazing, right? <laughs> they love. They evidently love their staffing. Yes, they treat you like family. <sighs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> so so Payne says in chat this this is a mafia country we got Teflon Ton in office yeah. they ganking everybody for their bread the United Corporation of America I, I tend to agree with you there before we no. move on, before we move on I'm going to tell you of another story too that comes oh. in about from EA which we all know buys companies, buys studios, and then immediately shuts them down just to steal their IPs. We already know. So this comes in from a studio 
uh, Slightly Mad Studios, who talks about when their experiences with um, with uh, EA. They say we made a game called NFS Need for Speed Shift. We we made a game called Shift Two, and EA came to me and said two months into Shift Two, we can give you one point five million dollars if you agree not to talk to any other publishers to agree to do any other games or work on any other arrangements with any other publishers. And we'll give you $1.5 million and we'll sign Shift 3, meaning they'll still they'll finance it. Um, and then the guy says, so I said, okay, that sounds like a good idea. I took the 1.5 million, I paid the guys loads of bonuses and two weeks before we were due on sh- to start on Shift 3, which EA promised, they canceled it with no warning. And they said, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> and then he continues <laughs> to go. They sent emails to three, four, five of our key people, and two of which actually left because we were in trouble. We had nothing left. We were done. They literally destroyed our company. They kill. They tried to kill us, and they tried to steal our technology as well. Uh, they tried to fuck us over. There's nothing. There's no other way to put it, right? So then he goes, and then he goes to say something else. He goes, they had a clause in the contract that they will own the technology, and I wrote a clause to say you can own all the technology except for third-party technology, such as things like FMOD. That's a separate company. You can't own that. So before I signed the deal with them, I moved all our technology into a separate company called Middleware Limited. I didn't tell EA, so when they came to try to steal our tech, I said, no, that's third party owned, and that all belongs to Middleware Limited, which I own 100%. You own nothing, EA. That's not your (laughs) tech. That's a third party owned tech. Yeah, so so yeah, so this, this is the tactics that these companies do man and and don't get me wrong right i think for a lot of people who make games that's one of the great ideas right that you you make a you bring up a studio whether it's you five guys 20 guys 30 guys whatever and then a big studio comes in and they say hey man we like your game we'll give you x amount of millions of dollars you know we'll we'll finance your games let's go ahead and let's do something and for most people they're going to be like yeah i want to take the money I got the backing of a bigger publisher. Let's do it. But then in the case of like EA and all these other companies, it's, it's, they do these shitty tactics. It's like, come on, man. Really? If everything was so fine with Kerbal Space Program, why cut out on the contract? And I know this was written a certain way. It kind of makes me wonder. It's like, dude, you guys have to put something in the contract to show that if we're not meeting expectations, whether we're falling behind, something this, then you can pull out a contract. Otherwise, we get to keep all the assets and we get to keep uh, the rest of the money that's owed and we pull out and that's the end of it, right? You move away Some from Some sort it. of uh, no poaching. Yes, yes. Because this is disgusting, man. They'd be like, yo, this, this group, they, they really know their shit. Man, they're talented. All right, let's try to buy them. Oh, they won't buy us? All right, let's cancel it out and then open up a LinkedIn profile saying, hey, let's make the game that you guys were making and we'll offer all the people who are making it before tons of money, bonuses, and so forth. Just leave them and come over. It's the cheapest way. We'll get the assets and everything else 
you know, at a cheaper price, you know, and we'll get all the hot top <laughs> talent. It's just disgusting, man. It make, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is capitalism at its finest, but it's it's just disgusting, man. It, it just really yeah, is yeah. just sickening. Like, like if you actually look at it, like EA basically just most most of the companies that we grew up um, playing games under, like from yeah. the Atari to the NES days, they all died under EA. Uh, even like yeah. um, balled out and destroyed or absorbed, like um, there are so many companies that they've killed. Basically, yeah, yeah, kind of uh, crazy when you go back and anybody when you get the chance, just take a look at all the uh, companies that EA has bought over the years, and you'll even see some names that you've actually forgotten about, and you're like, damn, that happened to them. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take let's take this Command and Conquer and turn it into a mobile game. <laughs> oh my god they wasted so much time on that yeah they did they did all right folks we're getting close to um almost close to the end so let's go through uh we have three topics but we're going to go through two of them uh real quickly so we could do our what the fuck of the week real quick so uh first topic is uh google is facing a five billion dollar lawsuit in the u.s for tracking private internet usage that's right uh, the lawsuit seeks five million accusing Alphabet Inc. unit of uh, basically collecting information about what people view online and where they browse, despite them using Google's uh, incognito mode. And basically, for those who don't know, incognito mode is basically a mode where you're supposed to have like no cookies, no tracking. It's supposed to look, basically what I like to call porn hub mode allows <laughs> you to go <laughs> off <laughs> and look at whatever and do whatever you want to do. Um, basically, but Google um, was doing it and they were saying that, you know, hey, you know, some stuff, you know, we can't block everything. You know, some stuff gets tracked, <laughs> which is it's private browsing, right? People are expecting that. And the interesting thing, it comes out of California, which seems to be doing a lot when it comes to privacy. Um, I wish that, you know, hopefully maybe we could jump on this kind of stuff. But it seems like California is the leading group when it comes to privacy. Their police force sucks. But, you know, in terms of privacy for the Internet, they seem to be, uh, you know, the trend centers in terms of the United States for for that kind of stuff. So I'm going to start off with you two beards. What do you what do you think about uh, Google and um, this lawsuit? And do you think anything big will come out of it? Sadly, I don't think anything big will come out of it. I think it's extremely fucked up. It makes incognito needle mode basically useless. But it's um, it's one of those things where it's like always got like you you're always getting screwed by wording, no matter what it is. So it's like their their defense is basically saying that we close down the browser, like all traces of what you uh you were looking at and everything like that, it's gone. But in the meanwhile, while you're using the browser, it is being collected. So then you're saying, what the fuck is the point? I don't care if all of the shit is going by the time that I, that I close the browser out. You still uh, are looking at the shit that I went into incognito mode because I'd rather not anybody see. Like, that's the whole point of it. Like, I wanted to be incognito while I'm looking. Like, um, <laughs> and it reminds me of stuff like uh, you see things that uh, have, a, have a lifetime guarantee. And I remember uh, in school first being taught that a lifetime guarantee means the lifetime of the product, not what you actually think that's going to last for like a, a human lifetime. So it was like, hey, it's meant to last five years. So 
as a lifetime guarantee. So like, uh, you can't get pissed off when it dies in five years because that's a lifetime of the bullshit wording with, like that with everything. All right, Gina. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's funny. Uh, well, it's not funny that this happened. Uh, my first thing is that I wonder if this was was always set up to collect extra information. You know what I mean? To to see what people are, are looking at or into. You know what I mean? And the second thing is, uh, I feel bad for the people that actually looked up some pretty jacked up stuff. <laughs> Case in point, uh, coworker <laughs> of mine. Uh, <laughs> Boy, I, I, I'll go ahead and let it go real quick. He <laughs> he wanted to know if 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 hippos raped. <laughs> the hell! Wow, really? <laughs> and uh, we were we were in the break room. I was like, what? <laughs> Why don't you go into incognito mode on your Google and look it up and see if that's what if hippos are capable of rape? And he he searched it, and uh, I believe that at where it is. So he screwed uh, pretty much. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, weird dude. And that's also to say he doesn't work with us anymore either. Yeah, that's a, that's that, that's an off-air topic. Good for but, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh. So, five billion is a lot of money. Um, it's a very lot of money. And don't get me wrong, if anybody who has money to pay off that kind of stuff, it's definitely Alphabet. They got more money than you know they need. Only other company that I think that's probably close to is probably. Lex Luthor himself of Amazon, Steve Bezos, who who's trying to be the first trillionaire, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. So outside of him, it, it really, it's really um, upsetting, you know, to to kind of see these lies, right? Privacy is a big thing, especially for me, and when you expect things to give you privacy and they don't, it, it's very upsetting. So, uh, I hope that, you know, they get slammed on it. I hope that $5 billion goes up to a higher amount. And I hope that uh, once this actually gets hit, it's a uh, precedence for other companies, excuse me, other states to now come in and start suing uh, and and get their money. It, It has to change, right? So, anything else to add to it before we go to the next topic? I'm afraid you're going to cut me off again. (laughs) Well, you'd be going these long tirades. I told you, man, we're running short on time, and you just go on these tirades, man. I was almost done. Well, say your last part, then. Oh, no, dog, I already (laughs) forgot. (laughs) I'm just going to the next (laughs) This guy. (laughs) Taking freaking hours to talk. So real quickly, so the next topic, and we go into uh, reopenings, and we kind of talked about it, and we alluded to it earlier. Cinemark, which is, I think, like the second or the first biggest movie theater out there, uh, they're stating that customers, when they come back and they reopen, hopefully in July, customers no longer have to wear face masks when they reopen. This is something where they're going to allow... It's going to be a requirement of basically all their workers. They have to wear face masks, basically. But uh, with actual 
people, you know, because, you know, every time you go to theaters, you always hear somebody coughing, sneezing, and hacking. They don't have to mm. wear masks. And they didn't say anything about adjusting, like, their seats, putting up, like, protection, you know, barriers and stuff like that for people. No, it's going to be wide open. And, yep, if COVID is still around, which we all believe it is, yeah, have fun in the movie theater. Go ahead and go uh, get that popcorn and let the man next to you breathe, laughing, coughing right next to you and get you that Rona. Real quickly, I'm going to start with you, GNS. How do you feel about Cinemark not requiring customers to wear face masks? Uh, I think Cinemark is afraid of all the Karens out there that have a mask, so they're willing to risk all of their uh, customers with spreading the virus. So uh, screw those guys. I agree. And workers, keep in mind. Workers, too. Yeah, workers. Yes. Yes, sir. Two beards? The same thing that he just... It's a lot of cleaning that you have to worry about. You have to worry about, like... I already should have said how far, like, the like the droplets can spread from a sneeze. So, like, ah. uh... Yeah, you can get, you can get a, a score run on your popcorn on the... Uh, on your um your snacks and your your slur your slurpee it'll be a, a feature a benefit um but all jokes beside it's just pretty stupid are you done sir i don't want to cut you off no it's, it's all good it's all good <laughs> oh god that's funny yeah this idiotic and i'm i agree with what mega was stating earlier about not going to the movie theaters later on i i agree um and this is the same thing that comes back to what I was saying about, you know, new mutants. I'm not willing to go out to a movie theater where they don't require people to wear masks. And even if you had to wear masks, I don't, I, I don't expect, I expect people to be, have the mask off, eating popcorn, coughing and sneezing all over the place yeah. anyway. So uh, in, until this thing is done and gone with, I'm not, I'm not touching movie theaters. They're, they're not getting Just any of my through. money. Yeah. You know what? That is true. Drive-in theaters. I think that's there, and there are a few where I'm at. That might be the only time I uh, we go to the movies. Yeah, it might be drive-in theaters. Good point, sir. All right, that brings us now to the end of the show, where we get to go into the what the fuck of the week. And I'm going to real quickly swap over to this lovely, lovely picture of Christopher Keys. And Mr. Christopher Keys, you're, you did what you shouldn't do. And let's read the, uh, uh, the information for Christopher Keys, a resident of Macon, Georgia, who was robbed by two masked men in his motel room. But instead of telling his family the truth, he made up a story about being kidnapped by two African-American men. But his plan crumbled when the story went viral on social media. Let's look into it. Keys was robbed shortly after he checked in the Regency Inn and Suites in Macon, Georgia. When he opened the door of his motel room, he was suspecting his hookup, a male prostitute he contacted via Craigslist. A masked man walked in the room instead and forced him onto the bed at gunpoint. When the suspect left to go to the passenger's truck to take his wallet, another man came in to keep Keys from fleeing. The suspect took his wallet, cell phone, keys, and his phone was later recovered from a nearby Walmart parking lot. Keys admitted to the police, although he was married, he was in the motel to play around with a male prostitute, and he told police he was frequently a frequent visitor to the motel. Keys, who served as a student pastor 
at the local Baptist church and taught the private Christian schools, told cops that he did not intend to tell his family the real reason he was at the motel and would instead tell his friends and family he was kidnapped. And that's exactly what he did. He told friends that he'd been carjacked and kidnapped by two black men who robbed him and took him into a motel. As the fake story started spreading, someone shared on social media posts, which has now been deleted, which went viral, mm-hmm. which we could see the social media not too long. I was told about a friend neighbor who was robbed at gunpoint, Mega Georgia at the CVS on the corner of Forest Hill and Northside Drive in broad daylight on Sunday afternoon. Well, it happened again, and this time it involved a kidnapping. Yesterday, approximately 1.30, teacher at local private school came out. The story to get in the truck, two black men quickly jumped in the vehicle and pulled a gun to his head and then drive the motel and they go through it, right? So the news outlet wondered how they missed a police report for a kidnapping incident in the community. And upon further investigation, they found the whole story was fabricated. As the police start said, <laughs> <laughs> the rumor about carjacking and kidnapping the incident was reported uh. to have occurred on May 20th. So then the Bisc County Sheriff's <clears throat> Department clarified the rumors in the Facebook announced that Keyes had been arrested and charged with solicitation of sodomy for attempting to hire a male prostitute. <laughs> While sodomy is legal in the United States, soliciting a prostitute is still against the law and the term commonly used to refer to as offering to pay sex of any kind. This is the third time, of course, a week that people blame black people. You know, we go into the 911 call that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. And... Um, there was another incident in Florida. So, yeah, a guy, a preacher, afraid to tell his wife that he was going to a motel to sleep with two guys, to sleep with a guy, unfortunately, got caught at gunpoint. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Jeanette. What's your thoughts on this, uh, this wonderful <laughs> story? That's first off, is not out of Florida, folks. This is not a Florida story. Florida gets the week off. Although I did have a Florida story, but we'll save that for another week. Go ahead, GNS. Uh, it, it's it's sad. You know, at first when I when I first read it, I was like, man, come on, man, you gonna really try to, you know? But then knowing that you know he's been exposed and he's getting his just desserts and not in the way that he wants to, it makes me <laughs> sleep better at night. <laughs> and then on top of that, man, dude, dude's a a youth pastor. He's interacting with kids, and and this is the type of the type of thing he does when he's not around this is his true self to be honest this is his this is this is what he wants to do he wants to hook up in hotel rooms with male prostitutes that's what he wants to do that's fine but don't 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 put other people's lives at risk as far as um the facade that you're putting on of being this man of god and all of this it's 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 making the whole religion look horrible. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, screw that guy. I, I'm glad he got what he got. <laughs> Two beers? Well. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you say? Did you call for the beginning? Well, my favorite part <laughs> is the uh, deleted tweet that went viral, especially the part where she's saying... <laughs> incident is almost identical to my neighbors and very possible the same two males. You don't say. Could <laughs> 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 it be that your neighbor also tried to hit that Craigslist ad up? <laughs> also got his ass robbed and made up a stupid story that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my God. I wonder how long this guy was doing this, man. He hadn't been doing it longer than just now. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm you sure of I mean? it. <sighs> yeah, he went in some loving. Yeah, so he got the keys all right. Here's the thing I don't understand, right? Why would you tell the truth to the cops, make the report, and then lie to your friends? Why wouldn't you just lie to the cops and everybody else and just keep going with it? I mean, if that's what you're going to right. do, why would you? He did lie. Did lie to the cops when the story fell apart, and like he could. Uh... No, no, no. From what I said, from what it sounded like, he told the cops everything that was happening, and he told the cops that he was going to lie to his family and friends. It says Keys admitted to the police that although he was married, he was at the motel to play around with male prostitutes. And he told police that he frequently is a visitor there. You're saying, why would he even tell the police that he was on a lie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if, if all you lost was $70, you could have easily said that, like, like the, the, the most dumb... People come up with the most dumbest shit when they're lying. Like, he could have actually just said... Uh, um, I went and played some uh, poker, and they 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 took me under the table. I got cleaned out. <laughs> Much that... easier than like <laughs> black guys did it. He jumped out. They drew me around. That was almost that was almost similar to what happened to my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What's wrong with people, man? I don't know. Like he's searching for the, he's searching for the cheeks, and he found something bleak. <laughs> he found something. <laughs> oh my! What's that? <laughs> so oh two beers. It God. says, yeah. It says, it says. Keys told the cops he did not intend to tell family the reason he was at the motel, and would instead tell his family and friends he was kidnapped. And that's exactly what he did. So he told the cops that he was going to lie. Probably because he, he didn't want them to come out and say anything. He felt um, super, super comfortable with the police. And he maybe <laughs> felt that, like, it would be in on it with him. Like, hey, guys, like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, uh, you don't ruin my life as a pastor. But then I was, uh, then I was, then I'm out buying male prostitutes. But the thing, and then also probably ruin my uh, marriage and everything else. Then if you're gonna lie, then you might as well just fucking lie to the cops. Because well, now you, you got a police the- report that says opposite of what you said. So now what? Uh, yeah, if, if you lie to the, if you lie to the police, <laughs> well, I know, his, uh, I know, I know, it's even a bigger charge. I understand, I understand. Oh my god, this guy, man. I'm, 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 I would love to be a fly right now in this household once his wife figured this out. He'll would, probably oh, come up with a right? stupid than that. I would love to be a fly on the wall, man. And you know what? She'll, she'll believe it, man. She'll believe it. Yeah, he was like possessed by by Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pitching energy, catch it. Oh my gosh, dude! You stupid, you stupid. All right, well, before we close out, because you said that, because you said that, I have to. Um, do we have that clip? Two beers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see if I can get this. Uh, 
since we talked about since we talked about um, preachers, right? Let's 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 get this one clip of the preacher itself. This is this is this is this is how the uh, conversation with him and his wife went out. <laughs> you never knew me, but I was really active. No, you didn't. You've learned some things about me, but you didn't know how athletic this body has been. It has a lot of speed. Like that? Yes. We have tried to outrun, outjump, out squirm out of your way and have not been able to. Uh, why were you trying to squirm away from me? I don't know. What time are we talking about? Look, don't you mess with me, woman. Why were you trying to squirm away from me? Oh, who knows? Come on! I wasn't trying to rape you. No. All right. Make it play, because the witches and the wizards oh, think that's me. what I am. I see what you're well, saying. Well, I'm not. No. You were trying to run away from God, and I oh. wouldn't let you run. <laughs> right? Right. Now, are you going to be more honest? <laughs> oh, my God. That's brought to us um, by uh, Ming oh, Cass MK, who does Cringe of the Weeks. Very, very funny videos. You should check them out. But yeah, they passed the pastor one had me dying. <laughs> oh my God, man. From. Oh God, thank you, man, for introducing me to that shit. That shit is funny. Uh, GNS, why don't you tell the lovely people uh, where they can find you? And they want to reach you, sir. Uh, okay, uh, you can find me at uh, GNS. Artfully Nerd Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitch is uh, Ghetto Nerd Society. Uh, come by and, and uh, say what's up. Awesome. Two beards. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Score Report, or you can type in Bitsaki and that will still bring you to me. Uh, or you can go and find me on Instagram at Bitsake. And that's B I T S A K E. Awesome. Awesome. And my name is Khan. You can find me on the Twitter at ARN Games. ARN Games. That's the Twitter for the No currently until we do our brand change. But if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me on Twitter under Mobies. M O E B E S. Yes, send me anything. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And if you want to find me on uh, Twitch, and YouTube is A-R-N-G-M, A-R-N-G-M. Thank you, everybody. It was a wonderful show. I appreciate both of you, our new host. Oh, the Facebook. Back. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Plug your Facebook. Yeah, no, no, the, our Facebook. Oh, crap. That's right. I, I forgot that we even had one. I forgot. So for all those who don't know, we now have a Facebook link. Uh, two beers. Can you give, or GNS, can you give the Facebook information? Because I have no clue. <laughs> I believe it's facebook.com backslash in the know. Uh, in, I mean, K N O E. Yes. Thank you, sir. Yep. Facebook yep. slash in the know. <laughs> we need to start. Did you advertise? No, we haven't advertised. Damn you, two beers. <laughs> <laughs> Beards, no. No. 
Nah, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, it's new, right, folks? We just got it up, so we kind of forget a lot of the, the different things that we do. But yeah, thank you, sir, for uh, everything. I keep forgetting that we have a new uh, <laughs> Facebook, and we have a web portal coming in about a week and a half, which we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit later. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, my guests. Thank you for my wonderful, wonderful... Uh, uh, people who joined chat, whether you were lurking, whether you were interacting, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, come back next Friday. We tape the show, record the show every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, every Friday, shoot the shit podcast, and we'll be opening up new shows. Two beers, say anything before we go? Uh, um, everybody, um, be safe out there in these trying times. Uh, everything's rough. Don't uh, lose out on hope. Be strong. Take a breather if you need to. Social media right now is especially rough. Like it's okay to step away from all of this for a day or two to because um your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And yeah, just stay strong. We'll get through this. Thank you. Uh go right to Eugenia. Say anything you want to address before we shut down. I, I just uh like the mirror with two beards say, you know, stay safe, you know, use common sense and uh, you know, fuck Jason Whitlock. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And we got another week. Uh, um, and it's sad. You know, it's sad. You never want to see somebody lose their job. Jason Whitlock, unfortunately, lost his job with Fox. So I hope that him and his family can recover. But, you know, when you're a fucking sellout, fuck you, Jason Wilcott, you fucking sellout. All right, that's it in the show. Good night, everybody. Have fun. Peace. Peace.